0: Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Wayndale Golden Bears High School football. We're about 30 minutes away from tonight's kickoff, and it's time for the PNC Bank Free Game Show. A comprehensive look at tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears game. Brought to you by PNC Bank. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. From Dalton High School in Dalton, Ohio, good evening everyone, Welcome to UltimateSportsTalk.com. Tonight, we have got high school football action for you as the Wayndale Golden Bears go on the road to take on the Dalton Bulldogs. This is a very important game for the Bulldogs as they are 4-2 and two entering tonight's contest, 2-1 and one in Wayne County Athletic League play after their upset victory last Friday night over Chippewa 7-3. to We'll get into more of that coming up a little bit later on in our pregame show. Meanwhile, the Bears are looking to just gained some consistency both offensively and defensively in tonight's game and and gain a little momentum as they head into the last three games of the regular season. The Bears are 0-6 overall and they are 0-3 in conference play heading into tonight's ballgame. Ironically, last week's 56-6 loss to Northwestern was the second time in four weeks that the Bears lost by that score. They did it three weeks ago at Hillsdale. Sophomore quarterback Derek Reber finished 15 of 32 for 155 yards in the game, while Colton Purdy hauled in seven balls for 138 yards. Tim, this is the first of the last four games of the regular season for the Bears, and the Bears still have to put together some sort of consistency, both offensively and defensively.
1: Uh, yeah, that's right, Dave. We've uh, been able to put together a good half. Uh, the Bears have actually shown uh, a lot of promise in the last two first halves, playing uh uh, much third teams, a lot tougher than we would expect, but uh, we haven't put four quarters together yet this year.
0: No, and that's one thing that Matt Zerker has to do. I thought you made a good point last week also that, especially in the second half, the Bears have to be concerned really about two things. First of all, putting some points on the scoreboard in the second half. They haven't done that since the second game of the season against Ridgewood. And on top of that, keeping the second half clock from continuously running. If they can get those two things done, I think that's, that's a little bit of a positive thing for the Bears heading out of tonight's game.
1: Yeah, as we talked about last week, Dave, uh, you know, um, you can't set your goals like so high that they're unattainable and and those would be two realistic goals that uh, play by play uh, minute by minute second by second. Uh, the kids out on the field could work toward. Um, they absolutely need to score in the second half. And, uh, yeah, it would be nice to actually have a uh, uh, a whole game where we just have the clock running normally and not uh, just a, a constant running clock in the second half.
0: It certainly would. Now, tonight is homecoming night for the Dalton Bulldogs. We are out in the middle of the crowd associating with the common folk. I feel like Harry Carey, like I told you before the game, with without the the alcoholic beverages and the girls in bikini Sitting around, and i not believe And
1: I have not seen any kids in the sombreros, so <laughs> I, th- I think we're not in Chicago. Nothing like that.
0: The last time these two teams met was on October 16th, a week, a year ago. Waynedale defeated Downton by the final of 49 to 14 that win by the Bears was coming off of the devastating loss at Northwestern the week before, and it began a three-game winning streak that ended up with the Bears in the playoffs. And this series is as even as you can possibly make it. They are each at 30 wins heading into tonight's game. We're going to go over what happened last night around the area in action for the Wayndale Golden Bears, and we'll go over last week's football action, the standings, and talk with head coach Matt Zerker. We'll do all that on our previous game show continues right after this time out Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank. For the Achiever in You. PNC Bank. National Association. Member FDIC. PNC Bank. Dave Mitchell, Tim Ebert back at Downton High School in Downton, Ohio, just about 25 minutes before the kickoff of tonight's game between the Bears and the Bulldogs. Big update here so far in the American League Divisional Series where the Cleveland Indians are leading the Boston Red Sox 5 to nothing. In the bottom of the fifth inning, Lonnie Chisenhall with a big home run in that game in inning number two. And behind Corey Kluber, the Indians look to be sitting pretty right now in game two, trying to take a two-games-to-none lead over the Red Sox. Hey, Brianna Potts is going to state, the first girl golfer from Waynedale to make the state meet next week in the two-day event at Columbus. She is going to be our halftime guest, and Tim is one of the assistant coaches for the golf team. You've got to be proud of what she has accomplished this year.
1: Yeah, it's been a privilege to uh, work with her for the past. Four years, Brianna really, really, really works at her game. Uh, n- not only during the season, but off, off the off season. Um, Spends a lot of time working, and she's very talented and uh, totally deserves to go. Uh, she's clearly one of the best girls golfers in the state this year.
0: Well, and as we said, we'll be talking to her in the second half of the halftime show because during the first part of the halftime show, we'll not only be talking with Jody Schilling, the girls volleyball coach for Waynedale, but Brianna will be somewhat busy as she plays in the band also. So she will be joining us in the second half of the halftime show. In girls soccer action last night, Waynedale fell to Chippewa six to nothing, but in volleyball action, Wayndale defeated Norwayne three games to none and the Golden Bears improved to 15-5 and five overall. They're 11-1 and one in the Wayne County Athletic League and with two wins next week at Hillsdale and Northwestern, the Bears will clinch at least a piece of the Wayne County Athletic League title for the first time since 2013. Sammy Ice had 15 kills, 11 digs and 10 service points for the Bears last night while Amy St. John and Lindsay Troyer handed out 15 assists. And keep in mind, we will be broadcasting that Waynedale Norwayne girls volleyball match. That's coming up this Thursday night from Northwestern. We'll be on the air at 645. Dave Williams and I will be bringing you all the play-by-play action of that ball game. Tomorrow's Bears schedule has, and boys soccer, the Bears at Norway at 1 o'clock, and girls soccer. Norway comes to Waynedale. that's at 1 o'clock. And in cross-country tomorrow at 930 at Orville, Waynedale will be participating in the Wayne Holmes Invitational. Tomorrow in college football, Northwood is going to play at Ashland at 1 p.m. while Indiana goes to the Shoe and plays the Buckeyes at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon. And Worcester has the day off tomorrow. Last week around the Wayne County Athletic League, we had a Full schedule of games. Norway defeated Smithville 41 to 30. It was Hillsdale over Rittman, 23 to six. And as we said, Dalton upset Chippewa by that final score of seven to three. So when you look at the standings around the Wayne County Athletic League after t- those games from last week, Northwestern is still on top, tied with Norway at three and zero. And those two teams are going to be playing next week. That's going to be a big game. Tim, between those two teams, Northwestern, and that game's going to be played at Norway.
1: Yeah, we haven't seen Norway yet, Dave, but uh, Northwestern looked really, really balanced, really, really good, so uh, that should be quite a game next week.
0: Following those two, Upper Hillsdale and Downton, they're each at 2-1 and one in the league. Then comes Chippewa and Smithville at 1-2, and two, and Rittman and Wayndale are at the bottom at 0-3. In the pack, after last week's action, Fairless defeated Triway 20-7, Indian Valley over Orville 29-12, to 12, and Tuslaw defeated CBC. 40 to 13. They have Manchester on top with a 3-0 record. Orville, Tuslaw, and Indian Valley are each at 2-1. Then comes Tusky Valley at 1-2. In the OCC. Barberton defeated West Holmes last week 41-14. to It was Worcester over Clearfork 42-20. And Senior defeated Ashland 45-42, while Lexington destroyed Madison by a final of 49-6. So in the OCC, it's Lexington leading the way at 3-0. Then comes Senior at 2-0. Worcester and Ashland are tied at 2-1. But really, Ashland has the tiebreaker over Worcester because of their triple overtime victory a couple of weeks ago. West Holmes is 1-1. Then comes Madison and Clearfork at 0-3. So tonight, in the Wayne County Athletic League, the schedule has Chippewa at Smithville, Rittman goes to Northwestern, and Norwayne will be at Hillsdale. In the pack, Tuslaw is a Triway, and Orville will be at Manchester, and in the OCC, Lexington is at Worcester, and Senior will be at West Holmes, while independently, Loudonville will play at Canton Central Catholic. Tim, as we take a look at the playoff situation around the area and that is a big situation because there are several teams out of the Wayne County Athletic League that are going to be able to make the playoffs right now. Norwayne is on top of Division 5 Region 18 then comes Northwestern so two teams out of the Wayne County Athletic League are in the top two spots in the region.
1: Well that just tells you how strong our league is Dave. Um, Norway and the Northwestern are really good ball clubs.
0: Then comes Eastwood, Milan Edison, Columbus Academy out of Gahana. Swanton, 6-0, they're at number 6. Marion Pleasant at 7, and Genoa area is at number 8. But Chippewa, they are right behind there at number 9. Then comes Orville at 11, and Worcester Triway at number 12. Let's pause right now, and we'll be right back with our interview with Matt Zerker and take a look at Dalton. We'll do that right after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. PNC Bank. Back at Dalton High School, we're about 17 minutes away from the tip, the kickoff of tonight's game. Tim, I can honestly say I don't think I have ever seen where the band was that far ahead of the color guard, who is actually just now at the end of the national anthem, raising the flag at the north end of the stadium. Yeah, there was
1: a slight uh, <laughs> time discre- discrepancy there. I don't think everybody was on the same page nah, with that. Obviously not.
0: Dalton comes into this ball game, Tim. This is a real important game. For the Bulldogs as they are 4-2 and two. and after that win last week over Chippewa, they are right in the mix of trying to win the Wayne County Athletic League and make the playoffs
1: Yeah, this is a really, really huge game for Dalton, um, you know the realistic part of it, Dave, is they're not going to get any computer points from us this week. So all the other uh, teams in their region are going to, if they win, they're going to accumulate points, and they are not. Uh, they just can't afford to uh, have a letdown tonight against Waynedale.
0: No, really, you know, and, and this is not meant derogatorily towards Waynedale, but th- this is a no-win game for anybody that plays Waynedale up until the time that the Bears win a football game. If you look at what happened to Northwestern last week, they beat Waynedale 56-6. to They were number one in the region coming into the game. Now they've dropped the number two. They got absolutely no points out of Wayne
1: dude. And that's what happens, Dave. When, uh, when you beat a winless team, they're not going to contribute any points to your uh, computer standings at the same time, other teams are playing, uh, you know, teams that do have points that they are contributing and beating them. So, as a result, you can see Norway jumped ahead of Northwestern, and that's even with Norway having a loss this year when Northwestern doesn't.
0: In Division 6, Region 21, another reason that this game is so important to the Bulldogs is they are ranked seventh this week in the ratings. So, they are right there trying to get a playoff berth at the end of the season, which would be a great turnaround for this team under head, first year head coach Brock Dial. Boy, last year they had a tough tough season one like the Bears are going through this year
1: well that gives us hope Dave you know um, Dalton took it on the chin quite a bit last year and uh, you know they've got a new attitude they've got a new year you know clearly uh, not only in a, uh, the running for the Wayne County League title but uh, in the playoffs too and that's within one year and uh, um, big feature in the daily record this, this week if you read it you know uh, it's a lot about experience, it's a lot about belief and uh, the Bears are a little bit short on both right now.
0: Brock Dial of course coming over from Perry High School where they have got an outstanding program over there. They finished second in the state championship game last year. They're 4-2 and two this year 2-1 and one overall and last season this game of course was a blowout where the Bears won at 49-14 to but Chippewa this is only their third home game of the year and already it's homecoming and it is a gorgeous night for football here tonight.
1: Yeah, finally the sun's going down. I can see. Yeah, that, that's true. Now, as far
0: as what the, the bear or the Bulldogs are going to try to accomplish tonight, they're going to try to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. It doesn't matter if Bob Ramsey's the coach, Mike Doty or Brock Dial. They still have the same philosophy no matter who is the head football
1: coach. And you could just say, the uh, well, maybe they'll pass, maybe they won't. The reality is it, Dave, is is that uh, their quarterback is only uh, throwing the ball ten times a game. Uh, so they're going to run it, and they're going to run it a lot. As far as what Dalton has
0: done this year, it's rather surprising. They've got a winning record. They're four and two, as we said. But if you look at their point differential, Tim, they are actually down. They're a minus one point seven. They give up. 26 points a game, but their scoring average offensively is 24.3.
1: Yeah, that's kind of a strange stat Dave And if we're looking for uh, some positives for for the Bears as they head into this game is as Dalton has given up some points and so uh, uh, For Waynedale, who struggles to score points um, Maybe we'll be able to get on the board and uh, put a second half together that we've been looking for here the last few weeks. Of course, their big running back who is
0: returning from last year is Cody Fitzwater. He was out virtually the entire season a year ago. The senior, 106 carries so far this year, 789 yards. That's a 7.5 yard per carry average. He's got six touchdowns. Dominic D'Alessandro, though, is their quarterback, hitting on 54% of his passes. He's ninth in the area and he's run for 7.9 yards per carry. So the Bears, their real, real tough assignment tonight is to stop the run and force the Bulldogs to pass.
1: Yeah, when when the Bulldogs are only passing uh, 10 10 times a game, and last week, Dave, against Chippewa, I think they only completed two for like 17 yards. Um, We clearly want to force them to throw the football, as that's probably not what they're most comfortable doing.
0: Waynedale 0-6, 0-3 in the league heading into tonight's game under head coach Matt Zerker at 57-54 and in his 11th year as coach of the Bears. Teams are starting to play up, Tim, to stop the run against the Bears and, and daring the Bears to throw. And I think you were one of the, the first ones to recognize that, especially against Hillsdale, nobody's playing in the middle of the field. They're just daring the Bears to throw the football by stopping the run.
1: Yeah, Dave, we've play, played several teams here recently that, especially early on, uh, have no safeties whatsoever. They, they're, they're tucked really, really tight within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage and letting their defensive backs go one on one. Uh, we've had some success. Uh, Colton Purdy, uh, has burnt the, his one on one matchup several times, but you know, until the Bears can uh, prove that they can pass the ball and score, um, they're going to. I mean, they're just going to stack the line of scrimmage. Uh, Logan Stanley has not had a lot of room to run this year.
0: Well, earlier this week we had the opportunity to talk with Matt Zerker, and we talked to him about trying to get some offensive and defensive consistency, and what this team has to do to win this evening. Matt, last week after the game against Northwestern, first of all, are they the best team that you've seen in the league so far up to date?
2: Yeah, they, uh, they've got the whole package. Obviously, defensively, they play really well. They force a lot of turnovers, whether it's interceptions or forced fumbles as you watch them on film. Um, you know, you all saw them do some things defensively last week and, um, obviously offensively, uh, toots operating their offense at a really high level and, um, they've got four threats on the field running the foot, or, you know, in the passing game at all times. And, um, they've got a couple guys that are running the ball and they're probably most improved up front. Um, and you see that both in their pass protection and their run blocking. So to this point, uh, you know they're the best that we've seen. that's why they're undefeated and why they're in first place. and um, you know they're gonna have a pretty big showdown with Norway uh, here soon. You
0: know, I thought for the first time maybe this year, Matt, that it was the turnover bug that really uh, beat the bears last week.
2: Yeah, you know, it definitely, you know, did not help the cause last week. Um, you know, we threw the interception before halftime, um, and then just the turnover on down, down there, uh, this two series before. Um, and you get an opportunity to get some points on the board there. It's, you know, potentially 21-14, 28-14, 28-21 type of game, uh, if you finish it and get those scores. And obviously, you know, mentally more than anything, you're feeling a lot different. Um, We really weren't able to, you know, keep Northwestern out of the end zone. Uh, They were just too skilled, too talented, Um, you know, for us right now at that at that moment. But um, it would have been nice to get some more points on the board, and we were definitely capable of doing that. We would have taken care of the football.
0: Matt, what are the problems in the second half over the team not being able to score any points? Is there any anything that you could pinpoint that might be the problem on that?
2: Well, oh, the big thing is we wear down uh, mentally as much as physically, you know, I think is what happens. And we've talked about that all year, overcoming, uh, you know, the adversity or when things go south. And, um you know, and that's the struggle is continuing to fight through that. And, you know, we're continuing to work on that every day and try to fight to do that every day. And, um, you know, it hasn't really happened yet. You play good football teams and, um you know, they kind of wear you down and both mentally and physically. And you've seen that with us.
0: You know, Dalton's been a really a real turnaround this year, Matt. They're four and two entering this game. But Cody Fitzwater was out all of last year. Is he really that much of a difference for this team?
2: Well, it's a combination. You know, you have a thousand yard rusher as a sophomore, just under a thousand yards as a sophomore, and you take him out of the equation last year, as well as almost a hundred tackle kid at linebacker. Um, You know, it's going to make a huge difference. And The other thing is, is these kids all got a chance to play varsity last year. Uh, Many of them that weren't quite ready maybe for, for Friday nights because of injuries and lack of numbers or whatever it might be. And, um, so you saw last year what we're seeing with us right now, those guys getting an opportunity. And so, um, you know, but they continue to work in the off season. They're a year physically better and they got those varsity reps and you can't uh, take that away from them. So give them a lot of credit. Um, you know, obviously, Coach Dial's come in and done some good things with them as well. But um, with fifth-water healthy and the experience they gained last year, you know, they've gotten off to a nice start this year.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Dial being a first-year coach for this team. He may be the first-year coach, but really, the the philosophy is the same. They still want to run the football.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and that's what good coaches do. They they're take advantage of the talent they have. And you know, he came in there and he evaluated what he had. Um, they've got some good linemen up front that get after it. And obviously with Fitzwater and a couple other backs, um, they've got some kids that can run the ball. Uh, the quarterback, Dal Sandro very athletic, very quick kid, um good decision maker. Um not a great thrower, but uh pretty good with his legs, so that complements the running game well as as also.
0: Are they really as effective passing wise? I mean the newspaper yesterday made it sound like, you know, they're a uh, they can be a big play offense, but is it more mad of the fact that they just wear you down with the run and then surprise you with the pass and that with that's what breaks a lot of things.
2: Yeah, I would say so. You know, they, they Kind of like all was at the time a couple of years ago. Obviously with Bryant, time last few years they've been a little bit more balanced, but um, they make you defend the pass and make you, the, or sorry, defend the run, defend the run. Guys get nosy and then they hit you with play action. Um, you know, so um, you know I would definitely say they're much more effective on the ground. Uh, but because of that, that does make them dangerous through the air when they do decide to throw the football.
0: So I hate to use a Belichick saying, but everybody's got to stay at home and do their own job.
2: Yeah, you know, It's what it comes down to every week, right? You know, and uh, They do run a little bit of options, so it's the same story there. you know, you got to be disciplined and um, do your responsibility.
0: Good week for the first win, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Good luck, Matt. We'll talk to you afterwards. Thanks, Dave. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments know when money is coming in and going out know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet because when you can see your money clearly you always know where you stand PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances track and budget your spending and save for the future to get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today Visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. PNC Bank. Well, on the injury report tonight for the Bears, of course, as we've been telling you for the last couple of weeks, Kyle Ice out for the rest of the year due to that finger ligament situation. Matt Zimmerly still playing with the groin and the hamstring injury. Ty Streets still suffering from the turf toe. He's got a little bit of an ankle problem also. Cole Geyser still with that broken finger, but all of the players except for ice are expected to play here tonight for the Bears, and they're going to need each and every one of them here this evening.
1: Yeah, they are, Dave. Uh, we're not a very deep team. Um, we tend to get worn down, so we, we're going to need everybody that we can get. Well, the keys for tonight's game. First of all, for Dalton, Tim. Well, Dalton just doesn't need to stub their toe tonight, Dave. They're they're on their home field, finally back home after being on the road quite a bit. It's homecoming night, uh, the big momentum, getting a lot of publicity around the area. Uh, they want to come in and do exactly what they're expected to do, which is to run the ball down our throats and come away with a win. And as far as the Bears are
0: concerned, you've got to measure success in just little steps, and that is be able to score in the second half tonight and. Do at least one thing well, either run or pass the ball.
1: Yeah, we need to, to build what we've been doing. Once again, I think uh, last two weeks we've shown a, a little more aggressiveness. At least in the first half offensively, but uh, yeah, you'd like to see that transition in the second half and and make those uh, uh, small little steps as we get better each week. And of course,
0: an update: the Indians still leading the Boston Red Sox five nothing heading into the bottom of the sixth inning at Progressive Field, looking to go up in that series two games to none. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert. It's the Bears zero and six, zero and three in the Wayne County Athletic League, taking on the Downton Bulldogs four and two and two and one in league play. The kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of the PNC Bank pregame show. Brought to you by PNC Bank. For the achiever in you, PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The game is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Thursday night, the Waynedale Golden Bears volleyball team goes for the Wayne County Athletic League Championship at Northwestern. And you can hear all the action with a special broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Join Dave Williams and I for the game between the Huskies and the Bears as Waynedale goes for their first conference championship since 2013. The Lady Bears have lost once in conference play and look to enter tournament play in two weeks on a high note. We begin our broadcast with the pregame show at 6.45, and the game starts at 7. Wayndale travels to Northwestern this Thursday night at 6.45 in volleyball action for a chance at the conference title on UltimateSportsTalk.com.
2: All right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts, and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it.
0: Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Wayndale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game is brought to you by the Spidell Funeral Home in two locations, Mount Eaton and in Brewster. Yoder Builders of Orville, The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. The Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg. Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg Murphy's Promotions The Apple Creek Drive-Thru Casa de Sasi in Apple Creek Schelp Brothers Farms Miller Custom Exteriors Troyer Signs Dutch Quality Stone Deb's Den in Apple Creek Weaver Custom Homes Reaver Milk Transport of Apple Creek Clayzac Kitchen and Bath and Troyer Roofing Now let's go to the field for this Waynedale Golden Bears high school football game. From Dalton High School in Dalton, Ohio, good evening everyone. Welcome to a special sports presentation on ultimateSportsTalk.com of high school football. And tonight out of the Wayne County Athletic League, it is the Waynedale Golden Bears looking for their first victory of the season on homecoming night at Dalton against the Bulldogs who are 4-2 and two overall and 2-1. and one in conference play. Tim Ebert alongside Dave Mitchell tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com and Tim, when you sat down at the beginning of the season and played the schedule game where you look and see what games you can actually win the next two weeks over this season for the Bears tonight at Dalton and then at home next week against Rittman were two of the weeks where you thought the Bears really had a good opportunity to win a football game.
1: Yeah, before the season even started, Dave, you know, you're looking at a Dalton team that uh, really took it on the chin quite a bit last year. You really thought that uh, this would be one of those games that the Bears would have a good chance in. Uh, but as we mentioned in the pregame, uh, Dalton has really uh, started the first half of the season as one of the biggest surprise teams in the area, and they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. They are, they're coming
0: off of their victory over Chippewa last week, seven to three, and they're looking to avenge the big loss to Waynedale last year in the game where the bears posted 49 points in the contest against them on october the 16th 49 to 14 they're really looking to come out and get some revenge here tonight
1: yeah those kids were young last year uh first uh, dose of varsity experience and uh our senior, senior-laden team really did not uh, let up on them too much, and so uh, I'm sure they have uh, long memories and uh, are going to be looking to uh, put it to the Bears tonight. Dalton will be kicking it off. Waynedale won the
0: toss and elected to receive. The Bears will be going from left to right across your computer screen. Set to kick it off is Tommy Calais. He is a junior, number 86, back set to return is Matt Zimmerly and Colton Purdy. We are getting it underway. Kelly, squid kicks it up the middle. It'll be taken in by one of the upbacks. That is Chupp. Cedric Chupp takes it in at about his 29, runs it across the 30, out to the 33-yard line. And that's where the Bears will start out first and 10 from their own 33-yard line. And they will have Derek Reaver at the quarterback position, the sophomore 6'3", 180 pounds. He is completing 44% of his passes this year. He's also rushed 65 times for 294 yards. He's got Logan Stanley in the backfield. Logan averaging 3.5 yards per carry on 83 carries, 296 yards. He is in the backfield right behind Reber. The Bears split two receivers out wide on each side. Logan Stanley to the right now moves to the left of Derek Reber out of the pistol. Reber gets the snack. Runs play action, rolls out to the left and dumps it off to Zimmerly. but it went right through his hands and incomplete right about at the line of scrimmage. And that's one of the problems, Tim, when you look at this Bears team, just the inconsistency. That an easy pass to Zimmerle just went right through his hands and fell incomplete.
1: Yeah, that's all part of the growing process, Dave. Hopefully uh, the Bears will be able to settle in here. Chuff goes
0: out wide to the left, pretty wide right. In the slot to the left-hand side is Zimmerle. Fake handoff right up the middle. Now it goes to Logan Stanley across the 35 and out to the 38-yard line on a nice run up the middle by Logan Stanley. A gain of four yards on the carry, and it'll bring up third down and a long five yards to go.
1: So far the first two play days, Dave, I don't see much safety help being presented by the uh, Bulldogs. It'll be interesting to see if we take a shot deep here. Yeah,
0: we talked about that on the pregame show. Out of the pistol is Reber, right behind him is Logan Stanley, play action, Reber straight back, he's under a heavy rush, gets away from one tackler, breaks it up the middle, spins to his right and dives out to the 40 for a gain of two, and boy, he had to scramble away. Cole Boggs, the senior nose tackle, picked up the tackle on that after a two-yard gain as Reber really had to run for his life, and it brings up fourth down and three, and punting time for the Bears as they will go three and out on their first possession. Dropping back to return the punt will be Kenton Troyer and Cody Fitzsimmons for the Bulldogs, who are adorned in their all-black uniforms with red trim and white numerals. Purdy, good snap from center, gets a low spiral kick that hits inside the 30, inside the 20, down to the 15-yard line, and will be killed right at the 15-yard line. That's a 45-yard punt by Colton Purdy, and the Bulldogs will take it over first and 10, at their own 15-yard line with 10.36 left to go in period number one here from Dalton High School. Wind blowing to the north here at Dalton as the Bears went three and out on their first possession and now the Bulldogs will come in and try to do something with the football. Dominic D'Alessandro, the junior quarterback, he's got the highest number of any quarterback in the league, number 34. And right behind him will be Fitzwater And the up back, Spencer Hurst, the junior. And the handoff goes to Hurst right up the middle. And he is gang-tackled, led by Ty Straits, Ben Farrar, Carson Ledford leading the way. Just a gain of two on the play for Hurst on that up-the-middle
1: play. Well, Dave, this first defensive series will tell a whole lot. We've got to make the Bulldogs earn first downs, earn the scores they may get tonight. Uh, And that's not something we have not been able to do over the last two few weeks.
0: Going out wide to the right-hand side, Hirschberger. Wide left is Ramsire. Handoff goes to Fitzwater. Fitzwater breaks it off left tackle across the 20, out to the 20, and now to the 23-yard line where he's brought down on the play again by Ledford and Purdy. 9.55 remaining to go, so a gain of five yards on the play for Fitzwater. And boy, is he a welcome return for this Bulldog squad. As we said earlier tonight, He leads the team in rushing with 789 yards, 7.5 yards per carry, and he picked it up right there. And it's third down one from the 23-yard line. D'Alessandro under center, handoff to the eye back goes Fitzwater. Fitzwater hit right at the line of scrimmage, breaks away from a tackle, breaks it across the 30, out to the 35, and he's brought down at the 37-yard line after a 14-yard gain.
1: Well, you got to see the talent of Fitzwater right there, Dave. He got met really hard in the hole, was able to run right through the bear tackler, broke two more tackles for a game of about 12 yards.
0: Keeping an eye on the Cleveland Indians game with the Boston Red Sox in game two. The Indians now lead it 6 to nothing in the bottom of the sixth inning in game two, looking to go up 2-zip in that series against the Red Sox. 9-11 here, no score. First and 10 for the Bulldogs, handoff. Goes to Fitzwater, but D'Alessandro took it right out of the belly dive and kept it himself off right guard and takes it out to the 40 for a gain of about three yards on the carry on the first carry of the night by D'Alessandro. So it's second down, seven yards to go, 8.50 and running left in this first quarter play. We expected a quick game tonight because the Bulldogs, they love to keep the football on the ground. Hurst at a wing formation now with the I formation being Fitzwater. He's going to take it right up the middle off the handoff from D'Alessandro. Takes it up to the 44-yard line for a gain of three yards on the carry. Fitzwater now three carries, 22 yards on the night. And the Bulldogs have just kept the football right on the ground.
1: You know, it looks like they're just content to eat up four or five yards every carry. And if it takes them uh, half the quarter to get down and score, I think they're just fine with that. Third and four from the 44
0: of Dalton They send receivers out wide on both sides. Now a T formation for the Bulldogs. Ball in the near hash mark. D'Alessandro drops back for his first pass of the night. Throws it out to Hershberger, and it's knocked away and incomplete by Colton Purdy. Nice defensive play by Purdy against the taller Hershberger. And the first pass attempt of Dalton goes incomplete. It's fourth and four, and the Bulldogs will be forced to punt the football away on their first possession with 7.57 left to go in the first quarter.
1: That's exactly what the Bears needed, Dave. They needed to get some confidence on defense, force the Bulldogs to punt, get the offense back out on the field. Spencer Hurst will punt the football away from his own 44-yard line. Back set to return
0: is Colton Purdy. He's the single setback. Hurst gets a nice end-over-end kick. The Purdy will take in at his 24-yard line, hit at the 25, struggles forward to the 29-yard line. So Purdy with a return of five yards, on the punt. And with 7.54 left to go in the first quarter, we've got no score here. Dalton nothing and Waynedale, nothing. Since 1970, Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg has been a general contractor, earning a reputation for honesty and integrity. They instill those two words into every job. Ivan Weaver Construction is committed to providing quality construction services, specializing in functional buildings at the best possible value. At Ivan Weaver Construction, the goal on every project is to provide first class, timely, knowledgeable service. Working to build long term relationships. Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, 330, 695, 3461. Well, while you're away, Derek Reber took the direct snap from center and ran it straight up the middle in the quarterback keeper across the 30, out to the 36 yard line. Bears going with a no-huddle look now and a hurry up offense. Out of the side so- out of the pistol. Now Reber runs it right up the middle again, tries to keep it, and he's going to be cut down at the 35-yard line and a a loss of a yard on that play. And it will bring up third down and three yards to go. Cole Geyser, the other Cole Geyser, for Dalton, making the tackle. So it's third down, three yards to go. Ball at the 36-yard line of Wayndale. They send three receivers out wide to the left-hand side with Chup, Zimmerly, and Stanley. Now Stanley, fake handoff on the jet, throw out at the left-hand side to Purdy. Purdy's going to be hit immediately as soon as he caught the football and struggled forward close to the first down. He's at the 37, a gain of two on that reception. But it will be fourth down and a yard to go. And let's see what the Bears elect to do. They're going to go for it. Ball at the 38-yard line. They need to get to the 39, fourth and a yard. Out of the pistol is Reber. Reaver, handoff, goes to Stanley, off left guard. He is close to the first down. It's going to depend on the spot. Looked like he got out close to the 40, but he'll be right across the 39-yard line, and from where they're marking it, Tim, it looks like he's got the first down. Yeah,
1: they're not even going to have to measure it, Dave. They'll go ahead and wave the chains up. So that's the
0: first first down of the night for the Bears. Out across the 39, near the 40, first and 10 for Waynedale. 632 left to go in this first quarter. Out of the pistol is Reber. Moves Stanley over to the right-hand side of him. Ball in the near hash mark. Reber throws it over the middle. Complete to Purdy at the midfield stripe. Inside Dalton territory. Down to the 41-yard line. Make it the 40-yard line is where they are going to spot him. A gain of 20 on that reception. And another first down for the Bears. Second catch of the night by Colton Purdy. First and 10 at the Dalton 40-yard line. Bears on the move. Reber. Out of the pistol, handoff goes to Stanley, off left guard, across the 40, inside the 40, and down to the 37-yard line after a
1: gain of three on the play. Dave, we talked about how important it is for us to uh, find some rhythm defensively, and right now the offense is doing just as much benefit for the defense by staying on the field. Stacks on both sides, Bears going with the hurry-up offense, first time we've seen that this
0: year. Reber's going to run the option off to the right-hand side, pitches it off to Stanley. He breaks it inside the 35-yard line where he is run out of bounds immediately on the play by Doughton's Derek Derek Ramsire. So a gain of three yards again for Logan Stanley. He's got four carries, 11 yards, and it will bring up third down, five yards to go for the Bears from the Doughton 35. 5.45 and running left to go. Trips out wide left. Dropping back, Reber out of the shotgun. Throws it over to the right-hand side. Complete to Colton Purdy, and he's near another first down. Inside the 30, down to the
1: 26-yard line, and he has got the first down on the 9-yard completion. Well, Dave, we talked about how Dalton has been giving up points, and uh, so far the Bears have been able to move the ball against them.
0: Third first down in this drive for the Bears. First and 10 from the 26-yard line. Reber out of the straight shotgun. Throws it over to the right-hand side. Incomplete. Tried to go to Purdy. Purdy says he was interfered with on the play by Zach Cannon. Where Zach Cannon, the senior, has got three interceptions this year. His sister is Emma, who plays girls basketball for and soccer for Waynedale. They're right there on that border where they can choose whichever school they go to. And ironically, the brother goes to Dalton, the sister goes to Waynedale. 5:35 left to go. Reber fake handoff, and he's going to be hit behind the line of scrimmage and dropped. For a four-yard loss back to the 30. And it will bring up third down and 14. That play just never had a chance to develop.
1: No, Down did a great job uh, staying on the quarterback. Derek faked it to Logan. Uh, the, did not fool the Bulldogs whatsoever.
0: Chup wide left. Zimmerly slot left. Varner slot right. Reber excuse me, Purdy out wide right Reaver gets the snap, fake handoff he's going to throw the ball into the end zone to Purdy, Purdy goes up, grabs it did he catch it? No, it was knocked away at the last second by Zach Cannon and it will bring up fourth down and 13 and the Bears, I would think they would go for it here at the 29 yard line of Dalton and they will as they look over to head coach Matt Zerker for the play this is a very, very quick first quarter. We've got 4.57 left to go, and now Matt Zerker will take a timeout. We will also. 4.57 left to go here in the first quarter your score, Doubt Nothing and Waynedale Nothing. Troyer Roofing and Construction is your trusted expert for commercial and residential roofing needs in the area. They specialize in new roofs, repairs and replacements with either shingles or steel. Troyer Roofing can even perform an energy efficient restoration that can add years to your existing roof. Family owned and operated for over 20 years, Troyer Roofing and Construction provides free quotes and professional service. For all your commercial and residential roofing needs, call the best. Troyer Roofing and Construction 857-7878 Fourth down, 13 yards to go. Reber drops back to pass and throws the ball over the middle to Colton Purdy and it went over his head and incomplete. So the Bears turn the ball over on downs. Reber, 3 of 6 in the ball game, and the Bears had something going there and, but they turn it over on downs and Dalton regains possession of the football. First and 10 from their own 29-yard line with 4.52 left to go in this first quarter. Purdy was open but Rebert just threw it right over his head. Out of the I formation, D'Alessandro, check that, now the pistol. Hands it off to Fitzwater. Fitzwater runs it around the right-hand side. He's got the first down and more across midfield into Wayndale territory at the 45, and he's run out of bounds by Colton Purdy at the 40-yard line. 31-yard run by Cody Fitzwater and a first down for the Bears. He's got 53 yards on
1: four carries here tonight. Well those are the type of plays, Dave, that we need to cut down on. We give up too many chunk plays over 30 yards and that, uh, that that's killing the Bears right now.
0: First and ten just inside the Bear 40 yard line. D'Alessandro out of the shotgun. Now hands it off to Fitzwater. Around left side breaks it into the clear to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, to the 5, to the house. Touchdown. Fitzwater with a 39 yard touchdown run. And all of a sudden, Dalton is on top of it by a score of 6 nothing, with 4.23 left to go in this first quarter of play. The Bears did a good job of moving the football team and in two plays after giving it up on downs to the Bulldogs, they have a touchdown and it's 6 to nothing.
1: Yeah, it's just going to be really, really tough, Dave, to to win ball games when you uh, allow a team to score in two plays. Calais comes in to attempt the extra point. It is up, and it is
0: good. 4.23 left to go in the first quarter, and your score. It's Dalton 7, Wayndale nothing. Since 1981, Troyer Signs has provided quality service to those in and out of the Wayndale area. Hundreds of satisfied customers have promoted their businesses with outstanding graphics, interior and exterior signs, commercial or residential. Troyer Signs can do it all. Custom graphics, logo designs, vehicle graphics, banners, and much, much more. Increase your visibility with a high-quality, professional product from Troyer Signs. Stop by just north of Route 250 on Honeytown Road. Visit TroyerSigns.com or call 263-1400. Need a full-service construction firm? Yoder Builders in Oroville specializes in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Make a new man cave in that dingy basement. Add on a new sunroom or deck. Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Call Yoder Builders in Oroville, 330-684-1050. A member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Dave Mitchell, Tim Ebert back at Downton High School where the Bears are down 7 to nothing after that touchdown run by Fitzwater. Calais kicks the football away. It is taken in by Matt Zimmerly at his 29-yard line and runs it out to the 40-yard line after an 11-yard return. And that is where the Bears will start first and 10 at their own 40-yard line.
1: Dave, this is where you'd like to see the Bears uh, respond Um you know, the, we've got a lot of game left. It's just a 7 nothing game. Uh, you'd like to see the offense come back and put some points on the board, uh, give the defense some uh, some uh, confidence. Spread offense out of the pistol is Reber moves Stanley off to the right.
0: Stanley gets the handoff from Reber, off left guard, and he takes it across the 41, maybe to the 42-yard line is where they'll spot him after a two-yard gain. So it's second down, eight yards to go. Yeah, it's deflating. I mean, when you run a drive like the Bears did, where they looked very good taking the ball up the field, and then in two plays after giving it up on downs, Dalton all of a sudden has the lead seven to nothing. Out of the pistol with trips out to the right hand side, Purdy the single step back to the right, hand off to Stanley. Now off the option, Reber pitches it back to Jared Varner. Jared Varner is going to be hit by Hershberger and drove out of bounds across the 40, out to the 44 yard line. Gain of two yards on the carry by Jared Varner. They'll give him out to the. It's like yeah, the 44-yard line. So a gain of two on Jared Varner's first run of the night, and it's third down six for the Bears from the 44 in their own territory. Chuppin' and Zimmerly out wide to the left. Purdy comes out to the near side to us on the right hand side. Now Stanley moves over to the left hand side out of the pistol, moving to the left is Purdy handoff to Stanley. Stanley's going to be swarmed in the backfield and dropped for a yard loss on the play and it will bring up fourth down. Again, that play just had nothing to develop with it.
1: Uh, Good discipline by the uh, Dalton defense. They were not uh, faked by the uh, movement and ball handling by the Bears waiting right there for Stanley. So back set to return is
0: Hurst and Fitzwater for the Bulldogs as Purdy will punt the ball away from his 43-yard line. Good snap, Purdy gets a nice end-over-end kick that Fitzwater is going to take in at his 22-yard line. 35-yard punt for Colton Purdy. And Dalton will take it over first and 10 from their own 22-yard line. They'll spot it right at the 23.
1: Well, Dave, uh, read in the paper uh, this week about uh, how... uh, Dalton takes a lot of pride in their offensive line, and after the first uh, possession by them, it looks like uh, they've got a little talking to on the sidelines, and they've totally dominated the Bears on the first two plays of that last drive.
0: Well, it doesn't matter who their head coach is, as we said on the pregame show, whether it's Dial, Ramsey, or Doty, they still run the football. Now they're going out of the shotgun formation. Handoff is going to go to D'Alessandro as he takes the belly dive and keeps it on the option on the read option and takes it out across the 25, near the 26-yard line. Gain of two by D'Alessandro. He's got two carries tonight for five yards. The first time they had the football, Tim, they went straight under center with the I formation. Now they've gone with the shotgun and the running backs on either side, and that's what they've been running on the last last possession. They're running it on this possession, too. With the football, Fitzwater, he's going to go around the left-hand side across the 30, breaks a couple of tackles out to the 33-yard line. Gain of eight on the carry, and he's near a first down. Thus
1: thus far, Dave, we've been doing an excellent job up the middle. There's not been a whole lot of room for either Delisandro or Fitzwater right up the gut, but uh, it's on the perimeter that we're getting gashed right now. And unofficially, that is the 100th yard rushing for Fitzwater
0: On just six carries. And it's all here in the first quarter with 2:10 remaining to go in it. Now under center is D'Alessandro. Empty backfield. Out of the wing. Fitzwater on the left wing. Gets it. He's going to cut it across the right-hand side. He's going to be stacked up right at the right tackle by Ty Straits, who's in there, along with Max Lemon. Right at the 35-yard line. They're going to give him the 36 and about a yard gain on the play. And that's a kind spot.
1: And once again, Dave, we kept them inside the hash marks. Uh, Not a lot of room in there. It's when they get outside those hash marks that uh, we've been having a tough time containing their running game. D'Alessandro runs
0: back and forth between the football and the sideline to pick up the play a la Smithville. Now, Doughton goes to the spread offense just like the Bears run. D'Alessandro throws it out into the right-hand side. It is complete. Looks like that's Fitzwater. He's going to take it in at about the 40-yard line, out to the 41. Let's see who caught that football. That is Fitzwater, his first catch of the night.
1: And there was a lot of bodies out there to one side, Dave. He had to thread that needle pretty good just to get that ball in
0: there. First completion of the evening by D'Alessandro on his second attempt. That one for four yards, and it will be third down, four yards to go right at the 40-yard line of Dalton. D'Alessandro comes out with the play. It's going to send Ramsire out wide right, Hershberger wide left. To the left of D'Alessandro out of the pistol is Fitzwater. And the handoff, D'Alessandro's going to keep it himself right up the middle. He takes it across the 45-yard line, and he has got the first down out to the 46 after a five-yard game. That's the first time, Tim, like you've been saying, that they were able to run something right up the gut.
1: And even though they got the first down, Dave, we did tackle them within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Uh, you, their big chunk yardage had been outside the hash marks. Half a minute and running left to go in this first quarter. 7 nothing. Doughton.
0: Ball at the 46-yard line. Doughton on the move on first and 10. Out of the I formation again. is going to throw the ball up the left sideline, and it was going to be intercepted by Colton Purdy in front of Hershberger at the 28-yard line, and you can't play any better cornerback than Colton Purdy did right there.
1: Now he's at one of the league leaders in interceptions, Dave, and you saw why there. Not only is he a talented uh, receiver, but... Defensive back, his his ball skills with his hands, incredible. He caught that right with his hands, cut right in front of the receiver. That is Purdy's fourth interception of the
0: season, which puts him into the second spot temporarily, depending upon what happens tonight, in the area. Out of the straight shotgun, now Reber with receivers out wide on both sides. Now moving in motion is Stanley. And the fake handoff. Reber's going to throw over the middle. Complete to Zimmerle at midfield. Cuts it to the far side. To the 45. To the 30. To the 35. Now down to the 20. To the 20-yard line. Inside the 20. Down to the 18-yard line. 52-yard completion on the pass from Reber to Zimmerly, and that will end the first quarter of play. And what a play to end the first quarter on, on that 52-yard completion to Matt Zimmerly, the biggest play of the year for the Bears yardage-wise on the season. As we end the first quarter of play, the Bears have it first and 10 in Downton territory at the 17, In your score, it is Downton 7 and Waydale nothing. Where can you get food? Smoking with Southern pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg, of course. Build your own burger. The wings every Thursday night are half price. And there's the brisket and pulled pork. The steaks and seafood are second to none, and the appetizers are to die for. Everything cooked to your satisfaction. All this and live bands, too. At the Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10, Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight, and Sundays, 11 to 8. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. On your way home and need something in a hurry, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru is the stop for you. Art Weaver and the Apple Creek Drive-Thru have been serving the community for 26 years. Stay in your car and let the friendly people at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru get what you need. From snacks, beverages, pizza, anything you may want. Just like the Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver and the Apple Creek Drive-Thru. So on your way home from the game, work, or you're just in a hurry, stop by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek. Well, that 51-yard completion to Matt Zimmerly gives the Bears first and 10 at the Dalton 17-yard line. And, Tim, you said it, no safety coverage by Dalton again.
1: Yeah, we've been setting that play up for the probably the last five plays as we've been throwing it outside, throwing it outside. That opened the middle wide open, no safeties there.
0: Bears now going from right to left across your computer screen at the Dalton 17. Reber's going to keep it on the keeper around the left-hand side, inside the 15, down to the 13-yard line for a gain of four. And it's second and six. It is imperative, Tim, in my opinion, that the Bears come away with this with a touchdown.
1: Absolutely, Dave. Uh, It's all about confidence. And, uh, you know, scoring on here would break the uh, score to Tide and uh, give Bears new confidence for the remainder of this half. Stacks on both sides. Purdy and Varner
0: out wide right. Zimmerly and Chup wide left. Stanley moves to the left of Reber out of the pistol ball at the 13 yard line and now a flag and I believe they're going to call illegal legal procedure against the Bears because the center it looked like for Wayndale David Satterfield moved the football so that'll move it back five yards and instead of second down and six it'll be second down and 11 that's the first penalty against either team tonight And now the official comes over and wants the clock. We do not know who the officials are tonight. We were lucky to even set up here tonight, to be honest with you. So we really didn't get a whole lot of cooperation out of the Dalton administration to do this game. So they're going to move the clock from 11.05 and they're going to move it back down to as the clock is moving to 11.13. We're just glad to be here bringing you the ball game tonight from Dalton. Reber, out of the pistol. Moves Stanley over to the left-hand side. Same formation. Now, Reber's going to keep it himself. Running the option to the left-hand side. Spins across the 15, down to the 14-yard line. That's a gain of four yards on the carry by Reber. He's got six carries tonight for 12 yards. And it will be third down and eight yards to go from the 14-yard line of Dalton for the Bears. Purdy out wide to the right. Stanley, slot right. Zimmerly wing right. Varner behind Reber. Reber drops back, rolls to his right, throws it out to Zimmerly, and just threw it at his feet incomplete. And it's fourth down and eight yards to go. And they're going to bring in Andy Ford and attempt the field goal from the 14. So it will be a 31-yard attempt once they get the ball spotted. And it will be into what wind there is. The wind is blowing at our back, so it's blowing from east to west. They're going to spot the ball at the 21-yard line, so this is going to be a 31-yard attempt for Andy Ford. Holder is Purdy. Snap is good. Purdy gets it down. Kick is up, and it is going to be way short and wide right. So 10-31 left to go in this first half of play. Your score from Doughton. It's the Bulldogs 7, and Waynedale nothing. Hard work, honesty, genuine care, traits that define Dutch Quality Stone as a company. Created by local workers, Dutch Quality Stone's products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency. Located in the heart of one of the biggest Amish communities in America, Dutch Quality Stone veneers exhibit all the unique beauty of nature with easy-to-install options for residential and commercial properties. In central Ohio, people believe in doing things right. Dutch Quality Stone, located on Route 250 near Mount Eaton. Call today, 877-359-7866. Well, the ball comes out to the 20-yard line since the Bears attempted the field goal inside the 20. It comes out to the 20. And with 10-31 left to go in the half, Dalton has possession of the football and the lead 7-0. D'Alessandro, handoff to Fitzwater. Fitzwater cuts it across the 20, out to the 30, breaks into the clear to the 40, to the 50. He's got to outrun Derek Reber, and he will up the left side, and he will take it all the way in for an 80-yard touchdown run. And that is just a killer. 80-yard touchdown run by Cody Fitzwater, and Dalton jumps out 13-0. And the reason that's a killer is simply because the Bears have moved in the football the last two possessions, and were unable to get anything out of it. Turning it over on downs, and Dalton, boom, boom, they scored two touchdowns on three plays, and they lead at 13-0. And Calais will come in to attempt the extra point. Chip shot said up and through. 10-16 left to go in the first half. And your score from Dalton. It's the Bulldogs 14. Waynedale nothing.
5: Time for a new kitchen or bath? Look no further than Clayzak Kitchen and Bathroom in Apple Creek. With over 20 years of experience in design and installation, Clayzak is a full-service remodeler, adding value to every job while providing extraordinary service. Klazak Kitchen and Bathroom uses top-quality products from locally-owned suppliers to make your remodel one-of-a-kind. Klazak will design your project on their 3-D computer program. You'll see your finished project before the work begins. Give Klazak Kitchen and Bathroom a call today, 264-4691. And check us out on Facebook or at klazak.com. That's C-L-A-Z-A-K dot com.
0: Well, Tim, Matt Zerker's got to really rally the troops now because after moving the football in the last two possessions... Dalton, just on three plays, after the Bears turn it over on downs and scored two touchdowns, long, long touchdown runs, a 39-yarder and an 80-yarder, and they lead at
1: 14-0. Yeah, Dave, and I'd like to say that it was done on some outstanding offensive play call. Just a simple handoff, and uh, 80 yards later, we're down 14. And the
0: Indians are leading 6-0 in the top of the eighth. Corey Kluber has just been pulled after walking the first two batters in the eighth inning. But the Indians leading that ball game 6 to nothing in the top of the eighth. Calais is going to kick it off for Dalton. He's going to kick it up the near side, and it will be bouncing on the far side and out of bounds. And the penalty will give it back. They will either have to re-kick it, or the Bears will take it over at their own 35-yard line. Let's see as they talk to Matt Zerker about it. And I think they're going to take it at the 35, and they will.
1: The interesting thing here, Dave, is this. Uh, it's only a 14 nothing ball game. If the offense takes the ball down and scores, it's 14-7. But the way that we're giving up touchdowns and the length of them, it feels like such a huge mountain to overcome. And it's been a consistent problem over the
0: last four weeks, Tim. I mean, Hillsdale had long touchdown runs. Chippewa had long touchdown runs. Northwestern, long touchdown runs. And now Dalton tonight. 10-16. Bears take it over first and 10 from their own 35-yard line. Reber out of the pistol with Stanley to the left. He's got receivers out wide on both sides. Fake handoff. off. Reber is going to be hit behind the line on the read option and dropped immediately by Nathan Bassinger of Dalton for a five-yard loss. Boy, Derek had it right in the belly of Logan Stanley and just, it appeared, made the wrong read on that. And lost five back to the 31 yard line. Make it the 39 52. And now the officials are taking time as it appears somebody for Dalton
6: has
0: to tie his shoe near the football. And took his helmet off. That was Cole Boggs. Used to be when you had to do that, Tim, you left the field. Anymore, they just take time for you. Out of the shotgun. Reber looks right over the middle to Zimmerle, and it is incomplete. Let him a little too far at the 50.
1: Dave. Those are the passes that are wide open for us, Dave. I mean, we're having a tough time, both Reber and Stanley, running the ball. They continue not to have any safety help, and the middle of the field is wide open. So uh, even though we didn't complete that play, that play was wide open. Reber...
0: Out of the pistol, on third down and 15 yards to go, and now the Bears are going to use a timeout. Derek Reber did not like what he saw, turned to the official and took the T.O. 9.41 to go in the first half of play, and your score from Dalton. It's the Bulldogs 14, Waynedale nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Breakfast time is the best time at Deb's Den. Every Saturday 8 a.m. to 11 and Sundays 9 to noon, start the day off right with your favorite morning delights. Eggs, bacon, sausage, pancakes, all to your satisfaction, handmade and fresh. From breakfast on the weekends to the sandwiches with soups and sides for lunch and the dinner specials every day. Deb's Den's lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Friday 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday 11 to 9, and Sunday 12 to 3. Stop by Deb's Den for breakfast tomorrow or before next Friday's game for a quick meal. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. Working hard to make your meals as delicious as possible. That's the second time out of the ball game used here in the half by Waynedale. They've got one left for the final 9:41. Reber on third and 15 at the Dalton th- or at the Waynedale 30. Stanley to the left of him. Now Reber rolls out to the left, looking upfield. He's going to throw the ball upfield. It's going to be intercepted by Dalton. Intercepted on the play by. Well, it looks like number 28, and they don't have a number 28 out there on their roster. So that was number 28. I did not catch who that interception was, but nonetheless, the Bears turn it over on the interception. And it will be Doughton football first and ten from the Waynedale 49-yard line. That is the fourth interception thrown this year by Derek Reber. That is probably the toughest throw in football, to roll to your left and throw back against your body. And that's what Reber attempted to do. Out of the I formation, handoff to Fitzwater. Fitzwater right up the middle. And he takes it down to the 46-yard line of Waynedale after a three-yard carry. Fitzwater now nine carries, and you're not mishearing me. 184 yards. With 9.15 left to go in this first half. At halftime, we'll talk with Jody Schilling and Brianna Potts coming up on the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report. Under center is D'Alessandro. Pitches a back around the left-hand side to Fitzwater. Across the 45 to the 40 into the clear, and he's gone again. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. 46-yard touchdown run. The th- third one tonight by D'Alessandro, and he's got over 200 yards rushing, Tim. 230 yards rushing here tonight, unofficially, by Cody Fitzwater, and his third touchdown of the night, and it is now 20 to nothing. Into attempt the extra point is Calais holding. Will be Hershberger. Hershberger gets the snap down, kick is up, and the kick is no good, wide left. Boy, it took the officials forever. To signify that kick not being any good, 8:55 left to go in this first half, and Dalton on the basis of a 39-yard touchdown run, an 80-yard touchdown run, and a 46-yard touchdown run by Cody Fitzwater, leads it 20 to nothing.
1: Dave, I don't know exactly how long Fitzwater will play into the second half, but at this rate. Uh, I'm not quite sure what the rushing record for Wayne County is, but, boy, is he on a pace right now. He really is. 230
0: yards rushing in this game on, and this is unofficial, but on 10 carries. And he's got three touchdowns. And the last, Tim, I mean, if you look at the last five carries, he's had 39, 80, and 46 out of three of those carries out of the last five. Calais is going to kick it off for Dalton. Back set to return now is Jared Varner and Matt Zimmerly. Cody Colton-Purdy is on the side. And it will bounce in front of Varner. Went right through his legs. He's going to have to go back and pick it up at the 8. He runs it across the 10. Out to the 15. and He'll be knocked down at the 16-yard line. So an 8-yard return by Jared Varner on the play. And the Bears will have their worst field position to start here in the first half of action this is just a a growing concern all the long touchdown runs that the Bears defense has given up over well let's just say since the Wayne County Athletic League season began
1: Yeah, I'm astounded by the number of TDs we give up over 30 yards. Straight shotgun for Derek
0: Reber. We've seen him out of the shotgun a lot tonight, more than often. Handoff comes to Logan Stanley on the jet across the 20, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds by it looks like Evan Hershberger at about the 23-yard line for a gain of seven on the carry. Logan, just to give you an idea, has got seven carries tonight, for 19 yards compared to 10 for Fitzwater for 230 yards, and you heard me right, 230. Reber out of the shotgun, down 20 to nothing. Again, fake handoff, goes to Stanley, and Reber's going to be hit right at the 20 and dropped for a loss
1: of three yards on the play. You know, Dave, Reber's in earlier games have been pretty successful at keeping the ball like that and it's clear that uh, Dalton has uh, realized that's one of our better plays. He really has had no room and they have not felt for that much at all this evening.
0: They really have. I mean, and Dalton, you know, you've said it time and time again. They're going with a no safety look. They're packing the box. They have got right now nine guys in the box up near the line of scrimmage and they're going man to man defensively against our receivers. Again, out of the shotgun comes to Logan Stanley around the left-hand side. He'll take it across the 25, out to the 26-yard line. No gain on the play. He just was sworn by Dalton Tacklers for no gain, and it will be fourth down and call it five yards to go. And the Bears looking to the side. And are they saying that's a first they saying that's a first down, Tim? That's a first down. I don't know. How did they come up with that? Was I that off? I don't know. They might not have moved the ball marker across the field. Well, that's a first down for the Bears. So the Bears have it. Now they'll go with the pistol look. They've got the triangle formation out to the right-hand side. Ball in the near hash mark. Reber, fake hand off to Stanley, rolls to his right, throws an intercepted by Hershberger right in front of Jared Varner right at the 30-yard line. Back-to-back interceptions thrown by Derek Reber. That's his second of the night, his fifth of the year. And Dalton takes it over first and 10 at the Wayndale 30-yard line with 7.42 to go in the first half.
1: Dave, you mentioned it. Uh, one of the hardest throws that you can make as a quarterback is that rollout throw in. um it seems to me like we've been doing a lot of that this evening. I don't recall us doing that that frequently in the earlier games this year.
0: Dalton out of the eye with Hurst the up back, and the pitch back comes back on the left-hand side to Hurst, and Hurst takes it across the 30 down to the 25-yard line for a nice gain of five on the play. He's got two carries, seven yards tonight. Indians lead at 6-0 as they head to the bottom of the eighth. Dan Otero came in in relief of Corey Kluber and got out of the jam. And the Indians lead at 6-0 going into the bottom of the eighth inning. Under center is D'Alessandro out of the eye. Handoff goes to Hurst, who's the eye back, replacing Fitzwater. He takes it across the 20-yard line down to the 19 for a gain of six, and he's close to the first down. And they will give him the first down as he just crossed the sticks. Tackle made by Logan Stanley on the play. First and ten, Bulldogs, as we hit the seven-minute mark and running here in the first half. 20 to nothing. Doughton leads it. Out of the eye. Hurst the eye back. And the handoff. Fake handoff to Hurst. Rolling out to his right is D'Alessandro. He's going to throw it into the end zone to Hershberger. Overthrew him and incomplete. Nice coverage by Colton Purdy in the back corner of the end zone. D'Alessandro, now one for four passing with an interception here tonight. That's not his forte by any means. They use it, Tim, just basically to throw you off guard.
1: Well, and he's only completed one, and uh, with the way they're running the ball, there's really no need to have him throw much more in about four or five more times. Kenton
0: Troyer, the up back, the junior, now out of the shotgun formation, running backs on either side. And is going to keep it on the keeper right up the middle. Breaks it off to the left-hand side. Inside the 15, down to the 11-yard line. A gain of seven on the play for D'Alessandro. He's got four carries tonight for 17 yards. And it's third down and a long three yards to go for the Bulldogs. Inside Waynedale territory at the 18.
1: I'll say this, Dave. They do look a lot different when Fitzwater's not carrying the ball. They absolutely do. Check it.
0: Scoreboard is incorrect, down at the 11. Out of the I formation, now they've got the old-fashioned I stack with three backs, and Fitzwater keeps it off the left side, inside the 10, down to the 8 for a gain of three, and that'll be close to another first down for the Bulldogs. The officials look at it, measure it up, and say yes, he's got it. That's the 10th first down of the half by the Bulldogs. 233 yards rushing tonight for Cody Fitzwater the senior and my stats are never exact but I'll tell you one thing I know for sure he's got 230 yards tonight at least now again the stack eye with three running backs and Fitzwater doesn't get it D'Alessandro throws it out into the flat it is complete to Troyer and Troyer who is caught on the year four touchdown passes, takes it down to the two. So a six yard completion on the play. That's his first catch of the night. And it will be second and goal from the two. Dalton knocking at the door with 5.35 left to go in the half. Again out of that stack eye. Troyer, the up-back. hand off to Fitzwater right up the middle. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped. Logan Stanley came in on the blitz, hit him behind the line, and held him up till a host of other Bear tacklers could take him
1: down at the one. Yeah, Stanley came un- unblocked, Dave, and I believe he probably would have tackled Fitzwater whether he had the ball or not. <laughs> he would have. So it is third
0: down goal to go from the Bear one-yard line for the Bulldogs. And again, they will go with that stack. Troyer, the up back. Hurst in the middle. Fitzwater, the eye back. Handoff goes to Troyer, right up the middle. Struggles forward, and he is in for the touchdown. Boy, he had to struggle to get in for it, too. And that makes it 26 to nothing. Dalton on top of it. That is the fifth touchdown of the year for Kenton Troyer, the junior. For the Bulldogs. Tommy Calais will come in to attempt the extra point, the junior number 86, with Hershberger the holder. 4.55 left to go in this first half. Calais on a late snap got it up and he drilled it through the left upright. 4.55 left to go in the first half. It is now 27 to nothing. Dalton
4: 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com
0: 4.55 left to go before halftime. At halftime, we'll be talking with Dale Volleyball Coach Jody Schilling about last night's victory over Norway. We'll be broadcasting the Northwestern game this Thursday night. Dave Williams and I with all the action for you at 6.45 from West Salem next Thursday night. Tim and I will be back with you from home next Friday night for the Rittman ball game. In high school football. All that coming up this week on OldermanSportsTalk.com. Calais kicks it off for Downton. They lead it 27 to nothing. It gets right through Zimmerly. zimmerly has got to go back at his 15 to pick it up. Cuts it to the near side across the 20. Now to the 25 to the 30. Breaks and tackles. Stumbles and falls forward to the 29-yard line.
1: I'm going to have to correct you on one thing, Dave. Uh, I will not be That's joining right. you next week as uh, I get to go to Columbus with Brianna. And we'll be talking with her at halftime also.
0: 15-yard return for Matt Zimmerle out to the 34-yard line. And it's first and 10 for the Bears from their own 34. 4.48 left to go, and the Bears could... Handle taking a drive downfield and scoring. Now on the jet, coming around the left-hand side is Logan Stanley, and he's cut down right at the 34 for no gain. Tim, they've done that about four times here tonight, and it just has done nothing.
1: Well, I think one of the things that they probably want to do, Dave, is pass the ball, but uh, coming off of back-to-back interceptions, you know, you might be a little gun-shy trying to air it out down here at our own end.
0: Second down 10 from the 34 in Waynedale territory. Chup goes out wide to the right-hand side. Now the triangle receivers out wide to the left. That's the near side. Stanley, wing right, fake handoff to Stanley. Reaver's going to keep it right up the middle. Across the 35, out to the 36-yard line. Gain of two yards on the carry by Derek Reaver. Man cannot live by just
1: two yards per carry. And
0: that's what the Bears are trying to do here tonight.
1: Now when there's four downs in a possession, that only averages out to eight yards, Dave, and you need ten for a first down. So it's third down along... 7, call it a short 8,
0: ball at the 37-yard line. 3.42 and running left to go before halftime. Triangle receivers out to the right-hand side. Now they try to get into the proper formation, and they do. Reber straight out of the shotgun. Stanley moves in motion from the right. Fake handoff. Reber's going to throw the ball over the middle to Zimmerle. Threw it behind him and incomplete. Zimmerly had no chance to try to catch that one up the middle of the field. And it's fourth down. Eight yards to go, 325, and the Bears will bring in the punting unit and kick it away. Logan Stanley, boy, he's been bending over. Looks like he's trying to fight off a cramp or something, Tim. He's been doing that for the last three plays while he's been out on the field. Fitzwater and Troyer back set to return for Dalton as Purdy will punt the ball away from his own 37-yard line. Now Stanley moves over to the right. Now the Bears are going into a fake formation as Purdy comes up. He's a backup quarterback. He's going to run the option to the left. Breaks it across the 40. He's got to get out to the 44-yard line, and he's going to be stopped up and down right at the 42. And let's see. It looks like Colton is down and hurt. Now our trainer went immediately out on the field, Dave. He didn't even wait. Purdy is down. He came out of the fake formation and ran the option to the left. And immediately... Brandon, our trainer, came out and ran right out to Purdy, who was tackled at about the 42-yard line. The Bears will turn it over on downs to Dalton. They will take it over first and ten from the Bears 42-yard line. And Purdy is still down on his back, and they are looking at his right knee. Of course, Colton has had ACL surgery. Honest to gosh, at this point in time I can't remember which knee it was, but Looks like he's okay. They bent it up, and now they're getting him up. And they're asking him to put some weight on it, and he's he's trying to right now. And it doesn't appear that he's going to be able to, so Brandon's going to help him hobble off. And it is his right knee. It's his left knee that he had the ACL surgery. And the reason I can tell you that is because he's got the brace on the left knee, but this time it's the right knee.
1: Yeah, that, he's, he's putting no weight on that at all.
0: And that did not look good when he got hit.
1: Well, when the trainer runs off the sideline a mere seconds after the play is over, you know that he knows something's wrong. So the Bears turn it over on downs. Dalton
0: has it with their full complement of timeouts. Three remaining, 42-yard line of Wayndale. And they lead it 37 to nothing. And Purdy immediately has gone over to the bench on the side and he'll just take a seat there as they look over his situation D'Alessandro out of the shotgun and D'Alessandro keeps it around the left hand side, breaks into the clear at the 30, to the 25, to the 20, breaks a tackle, he'll take it in for a touchdown from 42 yards out well I couldn't even get the formation out and D'Alessandro was taking it in for the touchdown, the fourth rushing touchdown, excuse me, the fifth rushing touchdown of the night for Dalton, and they lead it 33 to nothing. That time, a 42 yard touchdown run by Dominic D'Alessandro with 3.08 to go here in the first half. Good snap from center. Calais will kick it up and it is good. The only blemish that Dalton has had tonight, there's been two of them. Their first possession was three and out. And then, they've missed an extra point. And with 3.08 to go, Here in this first half of play, it is 34 to nothing, the Bulldogs on top of it. We had heard coming into this one, Tim, that they were upset about the Bears spanking of them last week for, or last year, I should say, 49 to 14, and they were looking for some payback here tonight. Well, right now, from about the
1: six minute mark of the first quarter up to now, they've had it. Well, after that first possession, they, uh, Definitely looked like they got a stern talking to, and have, have really handed it to us, Dave. Yeah, you mentioned
0: it. After that first possession, it looked like they had a talk with their offensive line because their line has just done an outstanding job since that point. 3.08 to go, and Calais will kick it away. As we told you, the Indians are leading 6 to nothing going into the bottom half of the eighth inning of play. LeBron James came out and energized the crowd before the game at Progressive Field tonight. Calais will kick it away, and of course Purdy's still on the side. Calais is going to squib it up the field. It'll be taken in by one of the upbacks for Waynedale. That is Gash, and Gash is going to take it from his own 30, take it out across the 35, out to the 38 yard line. So an 8 yard return for Gash. Excuse me, that's Gage Gray. I'm sorry. Gage Gray the sophomore 5'10", 130 pounder runs it back. We're going to see a lot of him coming up here in the second half since Purdy is out. Chubb and Zimmerly stacked to the left. Stacked to the right is Gray and Varner. Out of the pistol formation is Reber with Stanley to his left. And Stanley's going to get the handoff off the left tackle. Breaks it across the 40 out to the 45. Fumbles the football. Zimmerly's in a struggle for it along with Hershberger. And the Bulldogs have recovered. In their own territory at the 44-yard line is Ramsire Derek Ramsire comes away with the fumble recovery for Dalton.
1: I was going to say, Dave, that's the biggest uh, hole, the most room that Logan has had all night long, and uh, just as we do something positive, uh, something negative happens, and we turn the ball over. That's been that way all season long. One positive
0: brings about three or four negatives. So Dalton has it, first and 10 from their own 44-yard line with 2.53 left to go. And again, as we said before D'Alessandro's 42-yard touchdown run, their full complement of timeouts. Hurst and Fitzwater in the backfield for Dalton. Fake handoff, D'Alessandro's going to throw it up the right side. He's got Hershberger complete at the 35,
1: making the 25 down to the 21-yard line. You know, Dave, I know they don't throw it much. And, uh, you know, we were talking before the game with some of the uh, Downton fans and maybe questioning on whether uh, uh, their quarterback really could throw it at all. But uh, his arm looks pretty good to me. That's the
0: second completion for him tonight. First one to Hershberger. Down to the Wayndale 21-yard line is where they will spot it. Again. Dalessandro, now they have got Hurst and Troyer in the T formation in the backfield. Dalessandro under center. Handoff on the left hand side. It goes to Hurst and Hurst takes it inside the 20. Dives forward to the 17 yard line after a gain of four. He's got normal rushing stats. Four yard or four carries, 17 yards. Troyer, one carry, one yard and a touchdown. But then you've got Fitzwater, 12 carries, 234 yards, and D'Alessandro, 5 carries, 59 yards. Out of the I formation now with Hurst the I back, Troyer the up back. Handoff goes to Hurst, right up the middle, across the 20, down to the 15, near the 10-yard line. They're going to mark him just shy of the 10-yard line after an 8-yard carry. And the clock continues to run with, well, stop now after the first down. Gain of 8, a minute 50, now the clock starts. They can get a first down. Ball just outside the 10. They can actually get a first down without scoring inside the 1-yard line. So it's 1st and 10, 34 nothing. Dalton on top of it. Out of the I formation, Alessandro under center, tight formation, handoff, goes right up the middle to the running back, Hurst, and Hurst is going to take it inside the 5, down to the 2, another 8-yard carry. Now he's carrying the load for the Bulldogs. Clock running, a minute 15 left to go in this first half. Carson Ledford into the ballgame now for the Bears. As leaving is leaving as Matt Zimmerly as he's holding his right elbow. Coming out in an I-formation are the Bulldogs with a minute to go in the half. Second and two. Handoff goes inside off right tackle to Hurst. He'll take it into the end zone for the touchdown. Hurst with his first score of the night, so the Bulldogs have spread the wealth. Troyer's got a touchdown. Hurst has got a touchdown. D'Alessandro with a touchdown and three touchdowns to Cody Fitzwater, and with 54 seconds to go in the first half, it is 40 to nothing, and will be in the running clock situation in the second half. Calais will attempt the extra point with 54 ticks left to go in the half. Low snap, but Hershberger will get the hold down and Calais drills it right through. And with 54 seconds to go in the half, it is 41-0. Dalton leads it on this homecoming night. And I would say that the home crowd across the way is pretty happy. And they do not have a full house here tonight. You know, I will say this, if Wayndale next year is 4-2 and two and 2-1 two and one in Wayne County Athletic League play, you will not have an empty seat in the house.
1: No, we usually uh, support our Bears pretty well, especially uh, if uh, we make a turnaround like that. Uh, Dave, I was going to say, each and every week you seem to uh, say that we're seeing one of the best teams in the Wayne County League. And, uh, boy, what do you say about the rushing attack that has displayed on this first half? I, I, I still don't think, you know... That's going to be
0: a very, very good game next week between Northwestern and Norway. Yeah, it is. That's going to be a great game. I still think Northwestern's the best team that I've seen. Hillsdale probably number two, but this Dalton team, when you stack it up against Chippewa, boy, I could see how Dalton beat them last week. With it up the middle, Calais kicks it off, and it'll be taken in. It looks like Carson Ledford, the up back, grabbed it at about his 15-yard line, and he runs it out to the 30. So an 11-yard return on the play for Carson Ledford, and that's where the Bears will start it off. But the injury bug is hitting the Bears here tonight. Zimmerly is coming back into the ballgame, but he's still holding his right elbow. Chup into the ball game. Stanley stays in. Purdy still on the sideline, putting with ice on his right knee. Now the Bears have to rush a player off the side. That being Tyler Motter who came in and was not supposed to be. Out of the pistol. Handoff goes to Logan Stanley. Stutter step right into the line across the 30, out to the 32. Gain of two. 40 seconds left to go before halftime. Jody Schilling, our halftime guest, along with Brianna Potts, will come up in the second half of our halftime report here tonight. 29 seconds left to go. Second down and six yards to go for the Bears. As the clock continues to run, now Stanley moves to the left of Reber. Reber slaps his hands, handoff up the middle to Stanley, and Stanley will take it out to the 35-yard line for a gain of one. And that will about do it for the first half of play as the clock dwindles down to zeros. And after the first possession, Dalton has not been stopped in this first half of play. And they lead it by the score of 41 to nothing. Colton Purdy is on the sideline. The Bears are banged up, bruised, and down by 41 here as we enter the half. And, Tim, we're going to talk about it more at halftime. But, boy, the Bears are really going to have to get their act together. And we always talk about at halftime... You know, you you measure things in small doses, and right now they got to look to score. They're shut out so far, and the running clock will be in effect in the second half, too.
1: Well, I believe the running clock is going to be inevitable, Dave. And so, uh, yeah, we need to go into the halftime and and just set some attainable goals. Uh, You got to give yourself uh, some reason to come out and play in the second half, Uh, and, uh, you know, scoring would be. A big weight off of our shoulders, I believe. I think, I think uh, deep down, everyone knows we haven't scored in the second half in probably about four or five ball games in a row now. So
0: your score here at halftime, it is Dalton forty-one, Waynedale nothing. Tim and I will be back with our halftime show. Jody Schilling, our guest, along with Brianna Potts, will do that right after this on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Do you own or manage a business? Work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products. Pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Whether your idea of a perfect home is a charming farmhouse in the countryside or a relaxed, family-centered home in a friendly neighborhood. No one understands discerning buyers better than Weaver Custom Homes. We believe that your home should reflect your personality and lifestyle in every detail. Our team will collaborate with you to bring your vision to life and tell your unique story. We invite you to tour our award-winning design center in historic downtown Worcester and get inspired to build a truly custom home. For more information, go to weavercustomhomes.com. You're listening to an ultimate sports talk presentation of Wayndale Golden Bears football. It's time for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. The Apple Creek Bank. Visit applecreekbank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. Welcome back to Dalton High School. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Tim Ebert and tonight the Wayndale Golden Bears are in Dalton taking on the Bulldogs. Last night, the Waynedale High School volleyball team continued their winning ways as they stayed in a first place tie atop the Wayne County Athletic League standings with the Dalton Lady Bulldogs as they defeated Norway last night three to nothing. The Golden Bears improved their record to fifteen and five overall, and they are eleven and one in the Wayne County Athletic League. That is good enough for first place, tied with Dalton. Dalton defeated Waynedale earlier in the season, but then just three weeks ago, it was Waynedale defeating Dalton. So they are in a virtual tie atop the conference standings. Now, the Lady Bears have two games next week. They will play at Hillsdale on Tuesday night, and then Thursday night, the Bears, with the two victories next week, can clinch at least a tie for the Wayne County Athletic League Championship. And that would be for the first time since 2013. Last night, in the three-set victory, Sammy Ice had 15 kills to lead the way. She also added 11 digs and 10 service points, while Amy St. John and Lindsay Troyer handed out 15 assists. Now, we will be broadcasting the game next Thursday night on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dave Williams and I will have all the play-by-play action for you from Northwestern beginning around 6.45 with the pregame show. But last night, after that three-set victory, I had an opportunity to catch up with head coach Jody Schilling and talk to her not only about the victory last night over Norway, but also what happened Tuesday night at Smithville. And we'll get into more of that here in the interview. But now our chance to talk with head coach Jody Schilling. Jody, congratulations on tonight. I thought the team seemed to pick up steam the farther this match seemed to go with Norway.
7: Yeah, yeah, uh, it was a motivation thing. Uh, We got down a little bit Game 2 and then picked up steam in Game 2 and just
0: kept it rolling in Game (laughs) 3. Does it take a little while for these girls to kind of get their killer instinct going?
7: Sometimes, sometimes, depending on the game, and you know, tonight was senior night, so there's some emotion there, and mm-hmm. and those kind of things. Last game home, um, but yeah, yeah. Every now and then, it takes the game to get it going.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought Maggie Koblenz played particularly well tonight, both offensively and defensively.
7: Yeah, offensively, Maggie was 67% kill ratio. She uh, didn't have already any hitting errors. I don't think she had any hitting errors, and she had 67% kills out of what she did hit. So she was outstanding.
0: Mm-hmm. How much does that change your team as far as being tough to? Beat when you've got somebody that can pair up with Sammy Ice and, and do some killing also.
7: Yeah, it, it you need at least two or three killers, and Morgan's been doing a really good mm-hmm. job. Um, she's a little uh, lower tonight, but she's been getting 19, 18 kills a game sometimes too, and so with three of them hitting like that, if they can all three be on fire like that, that really helps because it throws the block away from Sammy more.
0: Has the confidence of this team seemed to grow since that Dalton game a couple of weeks ago?
7: Definitely, our our confidence is there, and our will to win is there. Because you lose a game, you lose the league Because Dalton and, I are, and us are tied right yeah. now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, now you've got Hillsdale and then Northwestern next week. We're doing that game, by the way. But how much pressure is on this team now with these last two games with the league on the line?
7: Well, it's been on us. Dalton, so Dalton was our first league game, and so we had to do we had to beat everyone on the way okay. through here. And Smithville's a tough team to play, and Norway's a tough team to play, and, and uh, we're not going to take anybody lightly. We've got Hillsdale and Northwestern, and we're going to play them just like we played Smithville and Norway.
0: Are you finding that the attitude is is staying exactly the same? Are they on an even keel, or are, they, or are they starting to get a crescendo as the season's drawing near the end?
7: We have picked it up immensely. Sammy, as a leader, has picked it up in the last five or six games. I think we see that, that league, and we really want that now, and, and the seniors really want that, and everyone's wanting that league championship, and um, we're playing like it in the last five games since Kent Central Catholic, I think so.
0: Yeah. About when did you see this thing starting to turn during the regular season, where you, you thought they really could start achieving things higher than what maybe they even thought they could?
7: Um, I think it was uh, uh, when we were beating people and beating people substantially mm-hmm. a little bit and then um, wanting to come back and play Dalton again and actually wanting to play Dalton. They had a they had a want to play them instead of a fear to play them and I saw that a couple games before that and then when we came and beat Dalton then it just went went off from there.
0: Talk a little bit you, you mentioned just here a minute ago about the seniors and now everybody's playing up to their level. What have they done as the year has gone on to really start taking a leadership role on this team? they
7: become way more vocal. they uh, uh Sammy never was, was a, a motivator talker. She just played hard and always got balls and did things and got the job done. Mm-hmm. But now she's helping other people get the job done and telling other people to get the job done, and, it, and it's the vocalness is just showing in, the, in that.
0: And, and that's really helping out on the floor, I assume.
7: Yeah, it's just being the leader on the floor and huddling them together when they need to huddle together and knowing when they need to huddle them together, and that's a big key.
0: Jody, the the draw, is it this weekend?
7: Yes, we're doing the tournament draw on Sunday.
0: Where do you expect that you're going to end up at?
7: I would love to be second or third seed in this tournament draw.
0: Canton Central Catholic, number one?
7: Um, Canton Central Catholic, Orville, Orville probably, um, us and Canton Central Catholic would be top three, would be my guess.
0: I'm not going to ask you for your strategy, but do you have a strategy when you go into these things of where you want to be and how you want to do it?
7: Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's too bad we can't vote for ourselves in any of these spots. That's a problem, (laughs) so I'm pretty much up to what everybody else does to me. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely have had the things in my mind, and I usually try to do it
0: fair. Tuesday night, this past Tuesday night at Smithville, they, they had the, the uh, cancer uh, thing that went on. How much did that mean to you and, and for everything that you've gone through?
7: It means a lot. Uh, my first year coaching here, um, I actually... Uh, was when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. This is my 10th year, and uh, so I've had it every year I've been at Waynedale and, and, and um, it just means a lot the way the girls and the communities both come together. Smithville and Waynedale always do it together because I teach over there, and it's just been a wonderful um, blessing for me and everybody um, praying for me, but everyone just doing those things, the big sales in the, in the baskets and the shirts, and it's just, it's just amazing how these communities and everyone around here is so nice and everyone comes together for each other.
0: It seems like that happens when something like this goes on, doesn't it?
7: Yeah, yeah, and, and he, you know, this disease just keeps lingering with me, but we keep fighting it every year, and, and we'll hopefully get to it sometime. <laughs>
0: you know, I, I know the prognosis for you has been up and down. How is it?
7: Um, right now I'm, I'm fighting a lot of tumors in my liver right now, so uh, doing surgeries to try to fight those off and, and mm-hmm. just changing some other things in my life, and, and uh, hopefully we're getting them.
0: <laughs> well, this is a good year to, to win this league, I would think. That'll bring your spirits up a little bit.
7: It was a great year. When I got re-diagnosed was the year we won the league. The, the only one year we did win the league was, when I got re-diagnosed and, and this doing this again this might be the other one.
0: Well, congratulations. I'm glad you're glad you're feeling better and we'll talk to you again next week.
7: Well, great. Thank you so
0: much. Windell Head Girls volleyball coach Jody Schilling after last night's victory over Norway in three sets to extend their season mark to 15 and 5 overall and 11 and 1 in conference play. And once again a reminder, we will be bringing you the northwestern Dale girls' volleyball match, that is coming up next Thursday night, this coming Thursday night, I should say, at 645. And the Lady Bears could conceivably have an opportunity to win the Wayne County Athletic League Championship with a victory next week at Northwestern. Dave Williams and I will bring you all the play-by-play action next Thursday night from Northwestern on a special edition of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Tim Ebert and I will be back to not only bring you the halftime stats of tonight's game, but also have a very special interview with Wayndale Girls State golf qualifier, Brianna Potts. It's been a very successful two weeks for her. She was the homecoming queen named just a couple of weeks ago. And this week earlier, she qualified for the state golf meet next week in Columbus. We'll talk with her about that coming up right after this on UltimateSportsTalk.com. When choosing a bank, wouldn't you prefer a local institution with years of commitment to the area it serves? Since 1904, the Apple Creek Banking Company has been that kind of bank. We believe in our neighbors, our towns, and our way of life. For over 100 years, we've provided products and services specifically tailored for your needs. That's why we've stayed independent, serving the area with six locations. At the Apple Creek Banking Company, we provide quick responses with your business, home, or land financing needs. Service with integrity. Today, that's what matters. We've been here and will be here when you need us. So when you're ready for your first home, a new home or car, or just want the hometown feel, we have new website-compatible apps on all devices coming soon. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Dave Mitchell, Tim Eber back here at Dalton High School where the score right now is 41 to nothing, Dalton on top of things over the Wingdale Golden Bears, but some good news we might as well talk about is what's happened to this young lady over the last couple of weeks. I mean, a couple of weeks ago Brianna Potts was named the Homecoming Queen. <laughs> now this week you are qualified for the state golfing tournament. Brianna yes. Potts our halftime guest. Congratulations. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. First of all, which is a bigger thing, homecoming queen or going to state and golf? I'm um, going to state and golf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tib and I were talking a little bit about this. Talk about your round on Tuesday and, and just how you felt you played and, and what was the key to the way you played.
3: Um, Well, I started off not very good. I went um, double bogey, bogey, and then double bogey. And so at that point, I just figured that I needed to have a lot of pars to get back on track to where I wanted to be. So... Basically, the biggest thing in doing that was just like remembering to swing smoothly and not just get so like nervous that I couldn't play golf. So I just wanted like to play good golf and just.
0: Is kind of this for it. something that you had in mind throughout the entire year? Was qualifying for st- for state? Was it something that was a goal? Did you think you could do it, or when did you actually thought that you you had a shot at doing it?
3: Um, I've always wanted to go to state, but um, I guess. Kind of halfway through my round on Tuesday was when I realized like, wow, I can actually like maybe accomplish this. So I don't know, it got real on Tuesday I think.
0: Now when did you actually start golfing?
3: Oh gosh. Um when I was really little. My parents would take me out like when I was in like a baby backpack with my mom. Like <laughs> I would always go golfing with my dad when I was little, so
0: that's how you got started was yeah. with your with your dad? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and has this been just a gradual improvement? Throughout your four years in high school.
3: Yes, definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah. And what, what's the what's the best part of your game right now?
3: Um, I think putting. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I that's love what putting. He,
0: he said. He said, "Boy, you could have about a six-foot putt." Tim said, "You could have about a six-foot putt, and you just ram it right home."
3: <laughs> yeah, those are my favorite putts. <laughs>
0: now, what do you feel your chances are as you go down to Columbus this week?
3: Um, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't really expect anything. I'm just going to go play and see what happens. So
0: Now, Thursday, you get the practice round. When you go into a practice round, Brianna, what is it that you look at and what is it that you try to ascertain about a course?
3: Um, I look at how the greens are sloped. So, like, with my approach shots, looking to see where I need to keep the ball, like if I need to keep it below the hole. Um. So just things like that and, I mean, just the general layout of the course is important.
0: When you get a practice round like this on that course, Mm -hmm. what kind of rules and regulations do they have for you when you go through it? Anything or can you just kind of do whatever it is you want?
3: I'm pretty sure I can just go play and just have a good time with the practice round and just observe the course.
0: Do you know how many people are involved in the meet when you get into it on Friday? I'm not sure. Okay, But you're gonna know pretty much where you're stacked up by by the end of your first round on Friday, correct?
3: Yeah, hopefully. So
0: you'll know exactly what you've got to do on Saturday. Yes,
3: that's the the idea. Yeah,
0: and you've never golfed on this course before?
3: I haven't. Alright, the way I
0: understand it, it's at the Great Course in Columbus. Yes. So you've never seen it, you know nothing about it?
3: Nope.
0: Nope. (laughs) How how do you like that? I mean, it's,
3: Um, it's exciting. Yeah? Yeah, it'll be fun to go in and just just have a good time.
0: Yeah. So this has been a pretty exciting couple weeks for you. Yeah, yes it has. <laughs> yes. Are, any ideas on where you want to go to school yet?
3: Yes. Um I want to go to Mount Union.
0: Mount Union? Yeah. And what are you gonna study there?
3: Music education.
0: Great, great. Yeah. Brianna, thanks for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Brianna Potts, our guest here at halftime. She's going to state this week and the state golf tournament coming up this week at the Great Course in Columbus. That will be on Friday and Saturday. 41 to nothing, the score here at halftime. Dalton on top of the Bears. We'll be back with more on our halftime show after this. For over 100 years, the Apple Creek Banking Company has proudly served the community we live in. From helping to sponsor events like Wayndale Athletics, to working hard to give you a quick response on your home, business, or land financing needs. If you have not experienced working with us, we invite you to make a change to a bank that cares and appreciates your business. Coming soon, a new website compatible on all devices. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. Back at Dalton, where it is 41 to nothing so far tonight. And let's... We've got a, a few scores that are coming up here this evening and we'll get an opportunity. One big score we want to pass along to you here tonight. The Cleveland Indians are up two to nothing on the Boston Red Sox as they head to Boston on Sunday. They win it tonight by the final score of six to nothing in the ball game against the Boston Red Sox. Corey Kluber came back and won the game on this evening after losing. All right, we've got some scores here. Lexington is leading Worcester 14-3. Columbiana over Clearview. We've got Ridgewood beating Strasburg 20 to nothing. Patrick Mitchell's not going to like that one very well. Other words, other places, okay, we've got some Wayne County Athletic League scores. Smithville defeating Chippewa at halftime 14-13. Mansfield Senior over West Holmes 35-14. Norway over Hillsdale 14 to 7 in their ball game tonight. And that looks like the scores. Oh, we've got one here. Manchester over Orville by a score of 14 to nothing. The Panthers leading the Orville Red Riders. Tim, boy, these stats. When you look at these stats so far tonight. It is unbelievable. Dalton, 25 rushes, 323 yards. They were just 4-for-6 passing for 45 yards. They had 13 first downs, just one penalty. Meanwhile, the Bears rushing 22 rushes for 40 yards, passing 6-for-12, 81 yards, and two interceptions. Colton Purdy is probably out, and it looks like Matt Weaver is warming up on the sideline. Looks like we may see him a quarterback a little bit here tonight. But the Bears, the running clock in the second half, just nothing is going right for the Bears here tonight.
1: Well, it'll be interesting, Dave, to see if, uh, you know, we come out and uh, play our starters, whether Dalton does the same thing or whether the second half just turns into a, uh, an opportunity to give uh, some of these younger kids an ex- some experience on the varsity level.
0: Well, you, yeah, you would look at that and see what we'll do here in the second half. 41 nothing, Dalton on top of it. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert. We'll be back with more after this. When choosing a bank, wouldn't you prefer a local institution with years of commitment to the area it serves? Since 1904, the Apple Creek Banking Company has been that kind of bank. We believe in our neighbors, our towns, and our way of life. For over 100 years, we've provided products and services specifically tailored for your needs. That's why we've stayed independent, serving the area with six locations. At the Apple Creek Banking Company, we provide quick responses with your business, home, or land financing needs. Service with integrity. Today, that's what matters. We've been here and will be here when you need us. So when you're ready for your first home, a new home or car, or just want the hometown feel, we have new website-compatible apps on all devices coming soon. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Add in another score, Northwestern is beating Rittman 42-6, to and the Bears will be home for Rittman next Friday night. You won't be. you get to go down and watch Brianna golf next Friday. Yeah, that,
1: that'll be pretty exciting, you know. Uh, it's always uh, just kind of special to be able to go do something that has never been done before, and uh, I find it to uh, be a privilege to go down there and accompany her down there. Doesn't
0: happen an awful lot, but here in the last boy, six boy, months, Wayne has sent two entities down to state the baseball team and now brianna Pods in golf 41 nothing Dale down to the dalton bulldogs we'll be back with second half action right after this on ultimate sports talk.com you've been listening to the apple creek bank halftime show brought to you by the apple creek bank visit applecreekbank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations We'll go back to the field for the second half of this Dale Golden Bears football game after this on UltimateSportsTalk.com. In the moment you need a funeral home, choose one that can exceed your expectations. That's the Spidell Funeral Home. Every day, the Spidell Funeral Home proves what matters most, family. They've been family-owned and operated for over 125 years. And when you come in... The Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting with your choices, and trust your family with their care. The Spidel Funeral Home in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Thursday night, the Waynedale Golden Bears volleyball team goes for the Wayne County Athletic League championship at Northwestern, and you can hear all the action with a special broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Join Dave Williams and I. For the game between the Huskies and the Bears as Waynedale goes for their first conference championship since 2013. The Lady Bears have lost once in conference play and look to enter tournament play in two weeks on a high note. We begin our broadcast with the pregame show at 6.45 and the game starts at 7. Waynedale travels to Northwestern this Thursday night at 6.45 in volleyball action for a chance at the conference title on UltimateSportsTalk.com. <laughs> Since 1990, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been a part of the community, supporting the area, town, and the Wayndale Golden Bears. Just like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru brings a history of success, performance, tradition, and hard work. No need to get out of your car, just cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, you can get cold beverages, snacks, pizza, everything you need. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Wayndale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. Dave Mitchell, Tim Ebert back at Dalton High School where this one has really turned into a runaway here tonight, Tim. And I think, you know, you were kind of kidding around here just a little bit ago that the JV game for tomorrow morning is going to break out tonight here in the second half. But you're absolutely right.
1: Well, it definitely could, Dave. It depends upon, uh, you know, the mentality that the coaches are going to take. But, uh, you know... um at a, at a 41 to nothing score with a running clock imminent, uh, you know, some of the coaches may take the opportunity to say, hey, let's look long term and get some of these young kids in and uh, give them some experience.
0: You know, I want to thank all of our sponsors for helping us out this season during the football season, but with a running clock, it becomes. a a real dilemma as to how to get in some of these commercials. So if I become extremely creative in the second half on getting spots in, I hope you'll forgive me.
1: Well, you know, Dave, you've shown your talents already tonight in the creativity department. You were like MacGyver getting this table uh, uh, taped down to the bleachers this evening.
0: Yeah, we're not going to get into that. This this is one of the most... This is the hardest place to broadcast a game from, and it's not because of the facility.
1: (laughs) Well, my eyes are are, are having a little trouble seeing, so uh, the lighting could be a little bit better, at least up in the stands.
0: Yeah, I mean, but I'll tell you one thing about Dalton. It's a beautiful new facility that they have built for the high school and for the elementary. It's a beautiful new facility over here. Um, They... They've just done an outstanding job
1: with it. Yeah, it really, really is. Uh, the the uh, uh, campus of the high school and the elementary school, um, you know, it's just it's just beautiful. So uh, I would agree, Dave. It is a really, really great campus here. Of course, this coming up this week, Dave Williams and I will be bringing you
0: volleyball action on Thursday night from Northwestern as the Lady Bears will be going for the Wayne County Athletic League, at least their share, against the Downton Lady Bulldogs. And that will be Thursday night. We'll be on the air at 6.45 with the pregame show and all the action at 7 o'clock. And then we'll be back on the air Friday night from home as the Rittman Indians come to Dale to take on the Bears. And the way it looks right now, that will be a game between two teams that are winless in the Wayne County Athletic League. Seeing it up is Andy Ford for the Bears. They'll be going from right to left across your computer screen. He gets a low line drive kick that's going to hit about the 20 and stay in bounds at the 10. It'll be picked up by Hurst. He returns it to the 15, to the 20, to the 25, 30, cuts to the right and is brought down finally just shy of the 40 yard line at about the 39. Boy, a nice job by Hurst to return that kickoff. That thing just hung right on the sideline and stayed in bounds. That's the first kickoff return tonight by Dalton here in the second half. So the Bulldogs will start first and ten from their own 39-yard line, and I'm sure we're going to have a lot of substitutions out of the T formation. Handoff to Fitzwater around the left-hand side to the 40-45, and he'll be brought down by Logan Stanley just shy of the first down out at the 47. And Tim, that had the earmarks of breaking that thing for a long run but Logan Stanley managed to plug it out and that is a little bit of improvement for the Bears here tonight.
1: Yeah, if he would have gotten by Stanley, Fitzwater may have been gone again but uh, uh, Logan showing a lot of pride took took him down hard.
0: So it's second down and two yards to go, just near midfield at the 47 yard line. Out of the T formation, Fitzwater he's going to run it right up the middle into Waynedale territory, to the 40, cuts it to the left hand side, to the 30, to the 20 to the 10 to the five, to the house, touchdown. 52-yard touchdown run by Cody Fitzwater. Unofficially, and yes, I am not kidding, 294 yards rushing in this game for Cody Fitzwater. Four touchdowns in this ball game on 14 carries. He has just had an unbelievable night. Calais? whose right leg is going to have to be iced at the end of this game, puts this one up, and it is good. 10:54 left to go in the third quarter, and your score. It is Dalton, 48, Wayne nothing. Fun in the pool may be ending for the season, but it will return, and when that time arrives, contact the experts in water hauling, Reber Milk Transport. Yes, they do milk, but they also supply the water for your swimming pool. Don't fill your pool from a slow garden hose. That takes time, and it's expensive. Reavers will fill your pool fast and have you ready for the new season in hours, not days. And Reaver Milk Transport will be prompt in their delivery. Call 330-466-5738 for your water needs next season. Keep cool with Reaver Milk Transport in Apple Creek. Since 1970, Ivan Weaver Construction has worked to build long-term relationships with their clients. Ivan Weaver Construction goes above and beyond to learn your company in order to construct a building best suited to your needs. As a general contractor, they provide commercial construction, retail, religious, medical, hospitality, and residential. Customer satisfaction is always their greatest desire. Contact the company that brings honesty and integrity to the table. Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, 695-3461. Well, Dalton is going to kick it off, and it'll be taken in by one of the upbacks. That is Chase Murphy. Murphy runs it across the 22 out to the 25 near the 26-yard line, and that's where Waynedale will start it off. So Chase Murphy getting the opportunity to play here tonight. As Colton Purdy is out of this ball game, He's not even down on the sideline. He has not left the locker room for the Bears here tonight. So Waynedale will start, and it looks like it's going to be Matt Weaver at quarterback. Matt Weaver, the freshman, 5'9", 140 pound quarterback. We saw him a little bit last week and we're going to see a lot of him here this week. So the Bears, they've got Chase Murphy out wide to the left. It's Chup slot left. Weaver, the quarterback, throws, hands it off on the jet to Jarrett Weaver. Uh, Jared Varner, excuse me, and Jared Varner runs it across the 30 out to the 31 yard line. Gain of five on the play for Jared Varner.
6: He's got two carries
0: for seven yards tonight. Gain of five, second and five. Texas lost to Toronto this afternoon. So Toronto's up two to nothing in that series, as the Indians are in their series against Boston, the National League series. Got started earlier today. We've got no final scores on that, and the Cubs and the Giants play at 9 o'clock tonight. Handoff up the middle, it goes to Logan Stanley, and Logan Stanley from Matt Weaver runs it up to the 34-yard line for a gain of two yards on the carry. And it's third and a short three. 9.21, clock running here in the second half, 48 nothing Dalton. Weaver comes over to the sideline to get the play call. Now Gray will go out wide right. Wide left on the triangle situation with Varner, Chup, and Chase Murphy. Out of the shotgun is Weaver. Handoff goes to Logan Stanley. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped. That play had no possibility. He's dropped back to the 28. Dodgers. In the bottom of the seventh, leading the Washington Nationals 4-3 to behind Clayton Kershaw tonight. 8.45 to go. Ball back at the 29-yard yeah, line. Loss of five yards on the carry. Yeah, and, and it'll bring up fourth and seven. Let's see who the Bears are going to send back to punt with Colton Purdy out of the game. It's going to be Gray. Gage Gray, the sophomore five ten, one hundred thirty-five 135-pounder, will be the punter. So Gray gets the ball high snap he's got a backpedal to get it slips but gets a nice high punt away under the circumstances, hit one of the Dalton up backs and the Bears are going to recover the football it took a Waynedale bounce and hit Hershberger in the back at about the 48 yard line and the Bears recovered the football
1: Dave Gray kicked that so high that almost looked like it was going to happen you know you had the Dalton uh uh, offensive men going back to block, their backs to the ball and just bounce right off the back of one of them.
0: So that is the first fumble of the night by Dalton, and they end up giving it up on the turnover. So the Bears keep the football at the 48-yard line in Dalton territory, handoff up the middle to Logan Stanley from Weaver, and he takes it down to the 47 for a yard game.
1: Well, with the new quarterback in, Dave, uh, if Dalton wasn't already selling out for the run, I would imagine that they're gonna uh, sell out for the run now, making Weaver pass the ball.
0: Fumbles are even at one apiece. Interceptions though. Waynedale has thrown two interceptions tonight, and Dalton one. Varner goes out wide to the right. Murphy, wide left, trips out to the left for the Bears, ball on the far hash mark. Weaver, the quarterback in place of Derek Reber, who played the first half. And the fake handoff. Weaver's going to keep it right up the middle inside the 45 down to the 42-yard line right in front of us. Gain of five yards on the carry for Weaver. That's his first carry of the night for five yards. And it will bring up third down, four yards to go as the wind starts kicking up here at Dalton High School.
1: Got to believe that with the field position we have right now, Dave, this is four down territory for the Bears.
0: Ball at the 43-yard line is where they've got it marked. 6.25 left to go in this third-quarter play, and the clock continues to run. Moving in motion is Varner. Varner, fake handoff. Weaver keeps it right up the middle, struggles towards the 40. He's close to the 40. He's still shy of the first down by about a yard, and it will bring up fourth and a yard. That's two carries tonight for Matt Weaver for seven yards, and it's going to be fourth and a yard to go for the Bears from the Dalton 40-yard line. And the Bears signaling in the play from the sidelines. Chup goes out wide to the right along with Varner. Coming out wide to the left is Chase Murphy. Out of the pistol formation is Weaver with Stanley right behind him, moves to the right-hand side. Handoff goes to Stanley right up the middle, struggles forward. It depends on where they give him his forward progress and from where the officials are lining up, they're going to say... He is right at the 40-yard line, and that will not be enough for the first down. The Bears turn it over on downs. Five and a half minutes left to go in this third quarter play. Your score, Dalton, 48, Waynedale nothing. Harvest Market is a full-service grocery store in the corner of Apple Creek with the finest fresh local meats, ground beef and sausage prepared on site, and steaks cut to order in the old-fashioned butcher shop. Stop in and pick up hot meals ready to go. Harvest Market is known for their barbecue chicken and smoked ribs. There's a full-service deli, locally made baked goods, fresh produce, hand-dipped ice cream, and a huge selection of chips, snacks, and beverages. Let Harvest Market prepare your meal or party trays for you. Open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7, and Sundays 10 to 6. Come taste the difference. Well while you're away Spencer Hurst runs it right into the heart of the line for a yard gain out to the 41 yard line as Dalton takes it over on downs. It'll be second down nine yards to go for the Bulldogs. They've got receivers out wide on both sides. Now they're back to the I formation. D'Alessandro pitches it out around the left hand side to Hurst. Hurst across the 40 out to the 45 dives forward to the 49 yard line. Tackle made by high straights out there and Logan Stanley along with Max Lemon. So a gain of 8 yards on the carry by Hurst. I'll tell you right now, our mission before the end of this night, Tim, is to find out who number 28 is. They've got a guy on there out on the field who is number 28 and they do not have a 28 on their roster. It goes from 27 to 32. <laughs> Handoff off up the middle. That goes to Hurst. And Hurst, or check that, that is, excuse me, Troyer. And Troyer takes it across midfield and down to the Waynedale 45-yard line for a gain of six.
1: You know, I wish you would have told me that goal earlier, Dave. We had some doubting people up here that uh, we're familiar with. We could ask them who number 28 is. That's true.
0: So it's first and ten for the Bulldogs at the Waynedale forty five yard line. Out of the I formation. Troyer the up back, Hurst the I back, and Troyer gets it right up the middle. First back through. He'll take it down to the forty yard line near the thirty-nine for a gain of six. Troyer hasn't carried the ball much, but he's been successful. He's got three carries, thirteen yards, a touchdown. He's also caught a pass for six yards tonight. Three oh three remaining in this third quarter. Clock continuing to run. It's 48-0 doubt. Receivers out wide to the left out of the eye formation. D'Alessandro under center. handoff up the middle. It goes to Hurst. Hurst inside the 25 or the 35. Down to the 30, to the 25, to the 20, and inside the 20, and down to the 15-yard line after a 25-yard run.
1: Man, the last 10 of that, Davey, was dragging a bear defender right with him, right on his shirt tail.
0: And that's the way it's been most of the season. Now, Logan Stanley is going to come out of the ball game. We may have seen the end of him for tonight. 2.15 and running left to go in this third quarter. 48 nothing, Dalton. We'll give away our Lems Pizza start of the game after this one. We all know who it's going to go to. Handoff right up the middle to Troyer. Troyer cuts it to the 10, to the 5, still struggling, dives into the end zone for the score as he carried Jarrett Varner about the last five yards of that run. 15 yard run by Troyer. And his second touchdown of the night. And it is now 54 to nothing. And this has just been. Total domination. Calais comes in to attempt the extra point, puts it up and through. A minute 59 to go in the third quarter of play from Dalton. Your score. It's the Bulldogs 55, Dale nothing. Casa de Sassi is a family-owned business built on timeless principles of honesty, integrity, and quality. Like Timeless Values, their products are manufactured to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. Providing a quality product that meets your needs is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi Earning your trust is vitally important, which is why they always operate in an ethical manner with the highest value for integrity. Call Casa de Sance today, 330-830-9760. Troyer Roofing is your fully certified, factory-trained, residential and commercial roofing expert. But they offer more than just roofing. Troyer's now features the Roll-On Rock system. This puts a finish on your concrete floor with an incredible gloss that has multicolored flakes and is hot tire resistant. It won't stain, darken, or peel. It's the best looking clear top coat available and is three times stronger than ordinary epoxy. For a free quote on your floor, roof, or anything in between, call Troyer Roofing and Construction. 330-857-7865 or see their website, TroyerRoof.com. Well... We could say this, Kevin Stacey up in the booth has got to be pulling his hair out for basketball. Because Derek Reber is out, he's got a shoulder injury, and it's all hitched up with cellophane tape off to the sideline. Colton Purdy is out with a knee injury. And now you've got Matt Zimmerle, who's not on the basketball team, but he's out with an injury. He's got his shoulder and elbow in a slant. A, a, a slant. So, uh... This has just been an ugly, ugly night for the Bears, both on the field and on the injury department. And now you've got Logan Stanley who's off to the side, and it looks like they're going to tape up his ankle. But after that kickoff, the Bears are going to take it over first and 10 at their own 24-yard line after Jared Barner returns it for a five-yard return. So it's first and 10, Waynedale, and the injuries continue to pile up. But I'll tell you one thing, if the Bears basketball team has to go into the season without Colton Purdy and Derek Reber, it is going to be a tough sledding. Matt Weaver, the quarterback, moves Jared Varner off to the right. Varner gets the handoff right up the middle, and he struggles forward for three. And he's brought down on the play by Adrian Dixon. So a three-yard gain for Jared Varner. He's got three carries tonight, 10 yards. We've got under a minute to go in this third quarter. Moving to the left is Varner again. And fake handoff. Weaver's going to keep it off the left-hand side. Up across the 30, out to the 31-yard line. A gain of four on the play for Weaver. He's got three carries, 11 yards tonight. And it is... Everybody coming into the ball game tonight. Jared Geyser, the junior 6'6, 180 pounder, comes into the ball game for the Bears now. Chase Murphy goes out wide to the right hand side. Geyser, number forty-two. Haven't seen him much this year, hardly at all. Weaver, the quarterback, sends Varner out wide to the right, dual receivers wide to the left. Weaver, the quarterback, high snap, handoff to Varner. Varner, or check that, that is Chup. Chup across the 30, out to the 32-yard line for just a gain of a yard.
1: I'm not quite sure whether Weaver got that ball or whether uh, Chup caught that instead.
0: <laughs> One or the other, but that'll do it for the end of three periods of play from Doughton, and your score at the end of three. It is the Bulldogs 55, the Wayndale Golden Bears nothing. Deb's Den is your spot for fresh, homemade food daily. Experience custom handcrafted sandwiches to your satisfaction. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It's hometown dining at its best. Deb's Den offers quick, easy service, from the relaxing, comfortable atmosphere to their carryout service. They work hard to make your meals as delicious as possible. Breakfast hours are Saturday from 8 to 11 a.m., and Sundays, 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday, 11 to 9, and Sunday, 12 to 3. Closed on Monday, Deb's Den, next to the Bear. main street in apple creek yoder builders in orville your one-stop shop for full service construction services residential or remodeling construction masonry work finished basements and decks anything you need to improve your way of life yoder builders in orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job from the ground up to a new house and everything else call yoder builders in orville 330 684 1050 a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. And back here at Dalton where it is 55 to nothing and taking it down to the far end of the field Dalton with it first and 10 from the 32 and the punt away and it will the punt return will be taken back and Dalton will take it over at the 42 yard line. So Dalton will have the football first and ten at their own forty-two yard line. As we enter the fourth quarter of play here from Dalton High School, it is 55 to nothing. And Dalessandro. Check that, that is not D'Alessandro. That's a new quarterback in now for the Bulldogs. That's Adam Bidlack. Bidlack, a freshman. Quarterback into the ball game, and he hands it off up the middle for a three-yard gain on the play.
1: Tackle made by Cole Geyser. Wholesale substitutions for both teams right now, Dave. Good luck with the rosters. Yeah, really. This is this is going to be this is a play-by-play man's nightmare.
0: We'll give away our Limbs Pizza Star of the Game after this ball game, and I don't think there's any secret as to who we'll be giving it to. Out of the eye formation. Handoff goes to the second back through, and that is Tyler Bear. Bear, another freshman, and he takes it across midfield into Wayne Dale territory at the 48 yard line. So a gain of nine yards on the carry for Bear. I think this is bad. Wait till you have to figure up the stats at the end of the game. <laughs>
1: I thought you were going to do that this evening. Not me.
0: This is your goodbye present for next week. <laughs> Out of the shotgun is Bidlack. Bidlack hands it off to Bear. Bear takes it down to the 45-yard line for a gain of four yards on the carry. So Bear, a couple of carries right off the bat, tackle by Satterfield, and the ball resting at the Waynedale 45-yard line. Most points the Bears have given up this year is 56. That's twice to Hillsdale and Northwestern. Right now, they've given up 55. That is not a distinction that I think the Bears would like to overcome here tonight. Dual receivers out wide to the right. Now Bear comes out wide to the left. Lots of movement on the line, and they'll get Dalton for illegal procedure. That is just the Bulldogs' second penalty of the night. The first one was kicking the ball out of bounds. So that was a 35-yarder. But then, that's their second penalty. So they've got two penalties tonight for 40 yards. But, boy, they've played a, a nearly flawless game.
1: You know, and Dave, last week in their win against Chippewa, they didn't commit any penalties.
0: They are well-coached. Brock Dial has come in here and really changed not only the culture over the last couple of years, but the discipline of this team. So it's second down, 11 yards to go now for the Bulldogs, back to midfield. Quarterback, Bidlack, he's gonna run it right up the middle he hit right at the line of scrimmage, but struggles forward, hit by Satterfield, and dropped by him at the 48-yard line, so a gain of three on the play.
1: Well, they certainly do have a look of a team that's much different from the two and nine team that they were last year.
0: Absolutely. I mean, they've got a different quarterback. Mitchell Clark was the the quarterback last year. He decided not to play this year. Midlack, the quarterback, out of the I formation. They've got Bear as the I back. Snap taken, pitch out to Bear around the right hand side, over on the Dalton side, and that takes it across the 50, down to the 45 yard line. So again, a gain of four on the play for Bear. 7:29 to go. And it will be fourth down and call it five yards to go. 55 nothing. We're going to sneak in a commercial here right after this play. Of course, Dalton's taking a lot of time in between plays. We almost could sneak in a commercial in between plays. So it's fourth down, five yards to go from the 44 yard line. Bidlack out of the, he's going to go ahead and kick it away. They were in the shotgun, but Bidlack just goes ahead and kicks it away. It'll be dropped down inside the 15 and killed at the 12-yard line for a 33-yard punt. So that is 6:51 to go in this ball game, and your score it's Dalton 55, Waynedale nothing.
4: Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice, 1-800-589-4905, or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com.
0: Great food and a southern atmosphere. That's at the Fire and Ice Pub, just outside of Fredericksburg. Your taste buds will water when you walk in for their southern pride, smoked and boneless wings. But that's not all that's smoked. Try the Fire and Ice Pulled Pork, Beef Brisket, or the Smoked Meat Trio, Pork, Brisket, and Wings. Go for the Fire and Ice Specialties, the Cowboy and Cowgirl Sunday Hog Trow, or the Brunswick Stew Bread Bowl. All this and live bands, too, at the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Bears take over the football at their own 12-yard line. And Jared Varner runs it off the right-hand side for four, outside the 15 to the 16-yard line. Clock running. We're under six minutes to go in the ballgame. Weaver, the quarterback. Derek Reaver gone tonight. Colton Purdy. Throw out in the flat. Matt Weaver, his first pass, tried to get it to Chase Murphy and overthrew him incomplete. Weaver, his first pass attempt of the night. Third down, seven yards to go. Purdy out of the game, as we were saying. Reeber out of the ball game. Zimmerly out of the ball game. Logan Stanley out of the ball game. Boy, if you were going to stack up the offensive weapons that the Bears have this year, those are four of them, and they're all out.
1: Yeah, it's been a real tough game uh, injury-wise for the Bears this season.
0: Receivers out wide on both sides for the Bears. Out of the pistol. Sheriff Varner moves to the right of Matt Weaver. Weaver drops back looks up the field. He's trying to throw it down the middle. And a little miscommunication there between Chase Murphy and Matt Weaver. And the ball falls incomplete. Weaver now 0 for 2 in the passing department. Aaron Dorkson looking at me and rolling his eyes from the Worcester Daily Record. The Daily Record jinx is not a factor here tonight. The big story about Dalton in the newspaper on Wednesday, and everybody thought that maybe that would be the jinx, but it wasn't.
1: Uh, nowhere near. Carson
0: Ledford coming in to be the long snapper here on this play. As Gray is going to punt the football away. 4.26 and running left to go. Bears really taking a lot of time as the play clock gets down to one, but the snap gets away. Gray's going to punt the ball away from his own 16 high end over end kick. Boy, that's a great kick at the 50 inside Dalton territory and will be downed at the 46 yard line. That's a 38 yard punt by Gage Gray, timeout on the field, 4.08 left to go in the ballgame. Your score, Dalton 55, Waynedale nothing. Are
5: you ready to remodel your kitchen or bathroom, but you're worried about lengthy and inconvenient renovations? Then you need Clayzac Kitchen & Bath.
0: Hi, this is Shorty Miller, owner of Clayzac Kitchen & Bath, a family-owned business that has served the area for 20 years. We provide a top-notch renovation from floor to ceiling in a time frame you won't believe, and customize everything
6: to your style and taste.
5: Visit us at clazak.com. That's C-L-A-Z-A-K.com to learn how to get the kitchen or bath of your dreams.
0: The Spidel Funeral Home has been serving the community for over 125 years, providing compassionate and professional services for families when they need it the most. From the first call, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. During trying times, families pull together. Turn to someone that understands family. The Spidel Funeral Home, a name you can trust with service that is endearing. In two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Well, while you were away, Downton was hit with an illegal procedure penalty, so they got moved back five yards, back to the 41 yard line, and then they ran Austin Troyer, a freshman running back, right up the middle, and he was stacked up and down. Anna will bring up second down and 19 from the 37. So it's second down, 19. Bidlag
6: hands it off
0: around the right hand side to Taylor Bear. And Bear is going to take it across midfield down to the 45 near the 42 yard line. Boy, a big gain there by Bear of 21 yards on the carry. 22 yards, excuse me, on the carry. So it's first and 10 for the Bulldogs with 2.21 left to go. They move there in motion. Midlack, fake handoff, runs it right up the middle across the 40, down to the 39, 38 yard line. Gain of three yards on the carry for the new quarterback.
1: You know, Dave, this is going to be a short night for a lot of these young men out there as they got to turn around and play a JV game tomorrow morning.
0: So it'll be second down and four yards to go. Ball just shy of the 36-yard line. A minute 55 remaining, and we'll take a timeout here. 55-0, Dalton. Whether your idea of a perfect home is a charming farmhouse in the countryside or a relaxed, family-centered home in a friendly neighborhood, no one understands discerning buyers better than Weaver Custom Homes. We believe that your home should reflect your personality and lifestyle in every detail. Our team will collaborate with you and bring your vision to life to tell your unique story. We invite you to tour our award-winning design center in historic downtown Worcester and get inspired to build a truly custom home. For more information, go to weavercustomhomes.com. Austin Troyer taking it right into the middle of the line while you're away and lost two yards on the carry. And it takes it back to the 37-yard line. So it'll be third down. Make it the 38-yard line. It'll be third down, eight yards to go. A minute to go in the ballgame. Bears back at home next Friday night against Rittman. Bidlack out of the shotgun. Moving Bear in motion. Fake handoff. Now Bidlack going to keep it right up the middle and takes it down to the 36-yard line for a gain of three on the carry for Bidlack. That's his third carry of the night, nine yards. And it will bring up fourth down and five yards to go. Thirty-five seconds remaining in this game, and it, it looks like this will be not the most points given up by the Bears all year. But tell you one thing, Tim: this is probably one of the most dominating performances that we have seen this season.
1: Now we had one drive inside the twenty-yard line of Dalton, but really, we we really did not threaten most of the evening.
0: And that's going to be the final play of the ballgame as Dalton just elects to let the clock run out. Five seconds to go. So the Bears drop to 0-7 in the league. They are now 0-4, while Dalton stays in contention for the Wayne County Athletic League title. They are 3-1 overall and 5-2 and on the year. Your final score here tonight, Dalton 55 Dale, nothing. The post-game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Wayndale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game has been brought to you by Miller Custom Exteriors Troyer Signs Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, Dev's Den of Apple Creek Weaver Custom Homes Reber Milk Transport of Apple Creek Klazak Kitchen and Bath Troyer Roofing The Spidel Funeral Home with two locations, Mount Eaton and in Brewster Yoder Builders of Orville The Harvest Market in Apple Creek The Fire and Ice Pub just outside of Fredericksburg Ivan Weaver Construction Murphy's Promotions The Apple Creek Drive-Thru Casa de Sasi in Apple Creek and the Shout Brothers Farms. The star of the game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com.